boss, dude. Up, dude. Ryan Bossery in this building. I love it, dude. Thanks for coming, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's yeah, been a little course. while. Yeah, we were just talking. The, the last podcast that we did together was when we did the the driving one with RC. Yep. Dude, that was so fun, that bro. That was cool, dude. That, was, <laughs> that cool. was such a good time. I don't yeah. know why I haven't done another one of those. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Just like commenting on things around us. Yeah. And, like letting the conversation naturally just just grow based on like our environment well it was it was probably the best look into what our conversations are like when like the mics and the cameras yeah aren't because going. i literally like wasn't paying attention that we were we were i was just talking to you yeah so it was really cool it was dope you know one thing about that too is i, I was like over over technical making it worse than it needed to be Got it. putting the mics up and trying to make sure that it was like uh it was it was steady and then when I just listened to the audio from the GoPro, like that was good enough, was good enough. dude. Yeah. And didn't we like accidentally not record some of it or something? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a good time. But before that yeah. was uh, when we were in Auto Salon. Yep. 2019. What a trip, dude. I know, bro. Well, first off, the, the trip was awesome. But I guess what I meant by what a trip, it was more like what a trip aftermath that we yeah. didn't know that like, you know everything was like cool in the world at that point or like sort of you're right it was was it 2019 or two was it the last time that we went yeah it was january 2020 it was was january 2020 2020 that's right that's the last time that we did the pod yeah and uh yeah everything was chill well kind of because when we were on the plane flight over there 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 was like uh they were announcing that we were going to go to war with iran i think or something yeah there was problems with that and then there was or was it or was it the korea stuff was already happening i don't know i don't so much shit but um anyways so yeah dude we had like and then like covid was a thing but not yet and Mm -hmm. like it wasn't you know a problem at that point um and then yeah dude it was like kind of like sort of normal life push that thing down please baby the little afro it's coming off Oh, shit. There you go. <laughs> the, the got it, got it, got it. <laughs> yeah, and then that was the time when there was an earthquake there too. That's dude. Right. Yeah, oh my that was, god, dude, bro. We were, how many stories up were we? I was probably like five. Yeah, we were. I mean, we were swaying like yeah, crazy. for we woke sure. Up and we were like, what the? F-? What is we're like riding on? our bed for a minute, you know? Like, oh it was my crazy. god, I can't foresee myself going to a trip like overseas anytime soon, dude. Really? Yeah, man. I think especially because like frankie she's just so young yes you know at that time christian he's already old enough like he's a young teen and he pretty much handle himself you know but just being that far away and then the time difference too and then just i don't just not being in control it's like damn man i feel you um yeah it's definitely like concern because i'm at the point of my life where um my wife and i need to decide really quick if we're going to have a baby. Mm, hell yeah, dude. I mean, you know, we're, we're like figuring that logistics out and you know, they, they, everybody I talk to or things I hear or a podcast I'll listen to, everybody says you're never going to actually be ready. Yeah. You know? So, um, you know, I feel like, Oh, I'm not quite ready. I'm not quite ready. But, uh, when your wife like is, and it's like time and then you kind of have to like make that decision. So, but yeah, that's one thing I'm concerned about, you know, is yeah. like, I want to be able to spend time, with a child um but i also am greedy a little bit yeah like with myself and i you know want the opportunities to be able to travel overseas and do things like that and not feel 
guilty that I'm leaving somebody behind. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, and that's kind of the way that I was thinking about it too. When, when we were deciding to have a baby is I was just looking at all the, I, I don't even want to say negative things of it, but you know, the, life is going to like the hustle is going to slow down. You're not going to be able to travel as much, but it really doesn't bother me at all. Like yeah. it, it, it was nice to go on all these trips and such, but I feel like when the time is right, I think there, there is, it's, it's nice to have that little gap too. Cause maybe when she's, you know, four or so true, she's going to be chilling yeah. and Ash will, Ash will be chilling, you know, and I could just go away for, for the weekend or, or whatever it is. And it, it not be a big deal. Yeah, I'm sure the but, time will come where you'll you'll feel like, okay, you know, now this year I finally feel like I could do a little traveling. I won't feel guilty. Um, Ash has, you know, the ability to maybe things will be a little slower. So she won't be like, oh, my God, Frank, I need you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even right now, it's not even like that. You know, yeah. more, it's, it's more of a thing that I just don't want to leave because yeah. it's that's the part that's the other side of it like everybody especially like entrepreneurs and stuff they always look at it through one lens yeah but when you see that other lens of like i was telling gabe like dude when i get home and she says dada and runs to me like bro there's there's no better feeling yeah. than that dude it's yeah. it's such an amazing feeling and then the part of like well i don't know i i can't be ready for it you just apply that to like building a car you're never really ready. You you're could not. prepare as yeah. much as you want, but once you're inside of there, things are always going to happen. Right. And you always you're able to attack it and to make it happen, and then you just got to look at every other aspect of your life yep. in that lens. Yeah. Yep. I always just try to talk everybody into having kids, yeah, dude. I know. Seems like um, seems like that for sure. Like <laughs> not just you, but other people that have kids are yeah. always like what are you guys gonna do <laughs> speaking of kids bro shout out to robbie man yeah i know robbie and adrian they just had a baby boy dude so we'll, we'll see we'll see how robbie goes with that because he uh to me sounded like oh well i mean yeah i'm still gonna do this and i'm still gonna go here and i'm gonna travel there and it's it's business and i have to run the business yeah so we'll see if if his um uh, ideals change at all or if it's just kind of like business as usual mm, you know so it we'll could see. very well be yeah, i mean everybody's different it, so. it just yeah it just depends on on what your idea of a family is mm -hmm. you know yeah um and what were the things that you liked in your childhood what were the things that you didn't like right what were the things like man i wish that my my parents stayed home yeah. uh, a lot more so we could spend time together because maybe if they were out working had a career or on the opposite side of it was like wow i wish like my parents like would leave me worked. alone <laughs> <laughs> man if i was a kid i wish i could just be alone and watch that's, TV that's christian time. right now dude he's like hell yeah, I just right leave now. me alone dude yeah yeah but oh, it, man i have to hang out with my parents what the hell? <laughs> but yeah. yeah you just if you just look at it like that aspect like the things that you wanted as a kid that you didn't get or that you did get and that's how i look at it too yeah you know my my parents they tried as hard as they could but there's still some things that like different uh different uh, ideas of of raising a child than they had yeah. one of them was uh you know like the food too mm -hmm. like the food that we eat like i remember when we were young we would eat a lot of fast food and drink soda and stuff like that and nowadays like 
I mean, we'll eat fast food, but not not that much. It's more of like a treat. Yeah, for like sure. A, a weekend, like okay, you know, it's Saturday, and you guys get you know, or Friday night, we come home with fast food, and like that's all. Or if we're tapped out in time yeah. or something like that, yes. you know. But that that's the way that that I kind of see parenting, and you just want to raise this child as best as you can yeah. to be able to like focus on or to to be able to go into the world when they turn eighteen. And yeah. uh, dude, it's I, the greatest project right there, bro. I know it's the it's the big project. Um, when I I told you about my my soda story when I was a kid, right? Did I not? Tell you <sighs> refresh my memory. So it kind of just like leads into the whole like you know feeding your kids uh, how healthy foods and you said soda. Yeah. Um, when I was young, I literally did not have a soda at all until I remember the like the time I was playing sports, I was playing baseball and it was like probably like the first year or whatever. And they would have like the, the picnics and the whatevers. And, um, um, Oh, sorry. Okay. Right before that, when I was younger, my dad gave, bought, he brought home a can of Coke that were at, well, that was at his like parents' house or something like that. Actually, they were Dr. Peppers. Mm. And, and he said, here, you know, I have this Dr. Pepper, try it. And it was super flat and old mm. and he knew it. Okay. <laughs> So, so, so the story's a little bit, a little bit weird, but I basically, you know, pop it open. I, I, I drink the soda. I'd ha- I'd probably had like Hanson soda before. Maybe, um, this is like Dr. Pepper, boom, drink it. And I'm just like, wow, this doesn't taste very good. He's like, yeah, it's really bad. Right. Like, and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is kind of gross. So I didn't have another soda. Sorry. What I meant to say was I didn't have another soda until, um, baseball. Okay. okay. How old were you? I was probably like like probably twelve or something. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I know. And and my parents just didn't have it around the house. I never really asked for it. Yeah. I wasn't exposed to it with other places and yeah. things like that. I just like didn't have soda. Yeah. Right? And uh yeah, I had a soda at like a baseball like, you know, potluck thing. And I was like the greatest thing in the world. No way. I was like, holy shit, this does not taste like that that flat <laughs> dr pepper and my dad's like oh well yeah i brought home some old dr pepper from from your grand grandfather's house or whatever yeah. i'm like what <laughs> so i was like I, I i literally thought that like soda just for me it wasn't for me yeah until i was like oh there's only like a coke left i'll have it and i'm like holy shit like mind blown <laughs> you know i was like the greatest thing ever like, that's a funny dude yeah we're uh we're being real stingy with frankie like she yeah. hasn't even had you know ice cream or cake or anything crazy i think like i would that. do the same thing yeah i think i would do the same thing yeah because you never know dude you don't know what's in that stuff dude it's true. i don't know what it's doing to us but i don't think it's doing anything good dude no, i don't think so so we try to eat as healthy as possible and good thing that ash she likes to cook and yep. she she goes like trader joe's and stuff like that so but when we were younger and even when i was you know on my own i would just buy whatever okay i could eat that for dinner it's not mm-hmm. that expensive yeah it was more about price mm-hmm. right for sure I, I remember yeah when i was like you know first living by myself i'd be like oh i can make this big old like lasagna thing yeah and it'll it says it'll serve four like okay cool i can like eat this for the next two and a half days (laughs) you know what i mean and like that was the goal and it was only like six dollars so i was like oh okay this is you know two dollar meals or whatever yeah and that's all i really like thought of it as and it's like ramen and shit yeah yeah like like the fake ramen 
Yeah. You know what sounds good right now is some ramen from Japan. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh my god. Have you have you found anywhere that has like ramen similar? Um yeah, there's definitely some spots. I think um there's a couple places in Costa Mesa that mm. I've been to. Um and then there's yeah, I mean they're around, dude. There's some like real authentic I haven't ramen found spots. anything really. Uh have you had a Tatsu ramen before? Yeah. It's in the it's in LA. Yeah, that one, I, think, I, I really like that ramen I have, right dude. there. Um, yeah, there's some good ones, dude. I mean, you just have to, you kind of just got to like Yelp it and like, you know, recommendations. Yeah. Um, you go to the areas that have a lot of Japanese people and you can find really good ramen. Mm. Like Down by me in OC, Costa Mesa has a bunch of Japanese, like um, uh, people, uh, a lot of J- Japanese people seem to live in that area. Mm-hmm. So then they have some good markets and like stuff like that. Have you been traveling lately? Um, I went to, I just went to Hawaii. Oh, okay. What island? Um, I went to Maui this time. Oh, okay, cool. Last year we went to Oahu. Mm-hmm. This year we went to Maui. Um, good times, dude. It was pretty cool. I stayed at three different places and we just like, I, I do, I literally did like a thousand miles on the island in like, in like a week with the rental car. And we a Jeep just, or what? No, dude. I got a Chevy Spark. You know, those like little ass cars. <laughs> yeah. I was like off-roading with it. It was so fun. <laughs> like, you know, uh, you've been to Maui, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so you know, like Hana, it's like the southern tip, mm-hmm. like really b- beautiful, like very little population and all this. We stayed a couple of days in Hana, but we actually drove. It says roads closed, you know, no through traffic. They don't want, they don't want tourists driving that direction. Mm-hmm. And it's a dirt road. So, and but it's like, and it's like half, takes like half the day to drive it. It's like long, long drive hours, yeah. right? So we basically went down through Hana on the zigzag, you know, um, paved road. If you're familiar with that, with all the like stops and there's, you know, this waterfall and this, you know, botanical garden and et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then we stayed in Hana and then on our way back, we basically just kept going around Mm -hmm. and we went in the dirt and bro, I was just like tearing up this this spark, dude. It was so fun. It's like pulling the brake and just sliding around. Oh, and my, my chick's like, just don't crash, you know. It, but, you get the insurance on it? Nah, I have insurance on my credit card. Oh. So. <laughs> That's dope, man. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done any traveling lately. I've been wanting to go back to Maui, dude. Yeah, I miss it, it over there. Um, you have a. Uh, Puerto Rico trip coming up soon. Yeah, dude. Really, really soon. Have you been over there before? I've never been to Puerto Rico. Mm. You know what? I haven't really ventured too much um, in any of the islands, you know, surrounding Mexico, Florida. I haven't really been there much at all. Yeah. So um, definitely. I mean, I've been to a lot of places in the world, but that's just a I mean, I've always I've always gone like Guam, Hawaii and then like um uh, Asia, Southeast Asia and stuff. Haven't really ventured to the other side, like down in that yeah. time zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's going to be really cool to be able to see that, that part of the world. So that's for, excuse me, that's for uh TE. When is that? Yeah, dude, what is it? Um, it's like in a week and a half. No like, way. Yeah. It's uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh shit. So it's literally like a week, week and a half away. Is it just you going by yourself? Uh, Mike's going. Oh, okay. But we're not flying together. Oh, He's gonna okay. fly out of Ontario, and I'm gonna fly out of um, Orange County. That's right. That's right. I just I was just talking to Mike at the uh, the Max Boost mm-hmm. the Auto yeah. Fest. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, dude, it would be so sick to go to Puerto Rico, man. Yeah, I'm excited about it. We've been getting so many orders from Puerto Rico lately, dude. Well, that show is probably going to be lit. Dude. Yeah, they're, they're getting ready to. They're, get, they're, <laughs> they're getting, getting ready. ready for tunery, but... Their addresses are crazy, bro. Oh, yeah? Um, they don't make sense yeah. at all. Yeah. There's like make a left at the rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, David gets to deal with all those. So I don't oh, really? Have to worry about those uh, addresses. How's uh, how's business been? Um, it's been really good. Uh, and maybe in the last like two months, it's really slowed down a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine because I kind of need like a break to like, yeah. regroup, um, figure out, you know, new projects and directions I want to go and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Getting hit pretty hard with uh, China copies. Really? Really bad. Yeah. No way. To the point where uh, they're such pieces of crap that mm-hmm. like we're literally getting calls and people are just not saying it's a Rywire product and we're like troubleshooting it all. And it's fucking miserable, dude. Like it's not cool at all. Like there's just, uh, I mean, I actually know, I don't want to say too much, but I know pretty much everything that's going on as far as who did it, who's making it, everything. So I've done some investigating. And uh, and it's somebody in in the industry? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. There ain't no friends in this industry, no, bro. No, of course not. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. When did you start to notice that? Um, Probably well, pretty pretty early on, I think, when, when guys would. Yeah, dude, early, early on. There's a couple things I don't want to say names, but, uh, you know, guys that hit me up say oh i'm building this car and i'm gonna redo it and it's gonna do great things and it's mm. gonna do this racing or it's gonna be in a you know front cover of a magazine and then you hear through the grapevine that they're not really putting the car together or they're or they you know it's not even their car or like weird stuff like that mm. right and then you kind of just go like nah 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 and you don't really give them you know you give them an inch to take a mile right well you don't even give them an inch and then you find out oh well, look at the car never even got built you know, guys just parting it out. So he's asking for, for stuff for a car that he's like getting rid of or something like that. Um, there was a few of those kind of early on or like race cars that like there was a situation where uh, I, I actually gave a, a something which I never do. And the car like raced once and it just parted out. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, so where's my return on investment on that? Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, er, early on, I've, I, I did see a lot of that. And that's why I am super stingy with giving things away. I don't really do that at all yeah because i really expect like a huge return on the investment so yeah um um, i don't get taken advantage of a lot because i'm not super gracious with everyone yeah which is good and bad because there's opportunities where i've been like damn i really wish i probably took that job you know Mm -hmm. or like said yes to the situation um or or said you know i've sometimes i've held out and i've gone well the 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 project's gonna cost this much and they want a little bit of wiggle room, but it was like a really like big deal. It's like, man, I could have could have been right there with that with that project. Yeah. Um, if I were to have just maybe you know taken a couple thousand dollars less or something. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel you, dude. It's yeah, it's, that's a that's a hard thing. Is that you know you I th- I think sometimes it's like so infatuating where you're just around all these people and you're at these shows together and. You know, these are like the big names in the community. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of just like don't really pay attention to the red flags. Yeah. You know, because you're like, no, that guy won't be this way. That's the homie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you start to realize like, damn, there's when shit really goes down or or when when 
when they could mention your name to help you out and mm-hmm. then they don't yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh there's but, a lot of like but for the most part it's been pretty good for yeah for me yeah because i have sure. i did learn that kind of early on and then and I, and I do try to look for the red flags and i'm not super just gracious and giving you know like um, more of like a contract thing i think is mm. what i i try to do like you know contractually even though you're my homie contractually this is what my roi looks like this is what i expect and if it doesn't happen then then this is what i expect you got know? you yeah um so when you when you're going out to like uh say like this this te show mm-hmm. what is your whole idea behind it like what is your what is your end goal is it just that you just want to go to this event or do you have like some sort of like marketing idea or you know what um i always think like that i should try to come up with some kind of like a marketing plan or like a collaboration or something with with it to make it a big deal or, or, or maybe like, you know, offer some kind of a freebie or, or like try to push the name. But I guess I found that just being there and talking to people is, is, is people like that, Mm -hmm. you know? And I like to just come maybe with like a less of a business perspective and just more like a, Hey, I'm here because of you guys. And I want to like check out what you guys got. Got, Got you. Yeah. And it's like the opportunity, like, um, you know, Jay, for example, the owner of TE, um, me being able to work with him to some capacity or whatever is cool. And I don't need to like, you know, it's not all about the money. It's just about like, okay, he's going to give me some kind of an experience. And I just like to take experiences. I, I do notice that, you know, you get like FOMO, like mm-hmm. you, the fear of, of, of missing out on an opportunity, maybe, you know, not mm. a place or a whatever, but, um, you know, sometimes I've looked back and gone, damn, if I went to that, I would have been able to talk to this person, meet this person. And then I could have, maybe we could have worked together to collaborate on something. Right. Yeah. So I try to take opportunities when it makes sense. Um, this is a lot of traveling time, but at the same time, uh, it could be a really good opportunity for the business or something. Cause who knows? I don't, I've never really touched my feet on that soil so I don't know what the opportunities are. So I guess I it's it's worth it to just give it a go and see how it see how it goes. Yeah. Do you feel like like doing things like this versus having having it necessarily have to have a ROI? Do you feel like it's it's a, a little more new to you to go into something and just like you know I'm gonna plant the seed and just see where it goes to? Yeah, it's I think it's different. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I never thought about that too terribly much. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like, I think that just going in and, you know, planting organic seeds. For sure. <laughs> right. I think that's there's opportunity there. So and I am and I am interested in in, in different directions um, of my business because I do feel like um, some of that value of the the branding. Mm hmm. Uh, is maybe lacking a little bit like people appreciate they like the product but i don't feel like that there's as much of like they want to rep the product Mm, does that make sense yeah so i do feel like you know me being there showing face people knowing me and maybe they could relate to me or they go oh well this is just just like dude like us that's trying to you know modify his car and have fun doing it um that they can relate and maybe that can organically make my brand stronger um with i mean like i just tell people it's kind of funny i'm like 
I'm like, you know, there's, there's guys that, that can maybe their, their first build or something and they can sell hundreds of t-shirts on their, from their YouTube channel, you know? And then I feel like, well, why can't, I mean, we've been around for 15 years and millions of people seems like how they have our product and are happy with it, but they wouldn't like buy a hat. Mm. So I wonder um, where that miss is, if you will. Ah, gotcha. Do you ever feel like you had that? Um, I think I may have had that early on. And I think that that early on thing is funny because I do see a lot of smaller businesses that hit that early on early because people want to encourage the underdog. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So like when, when you're kind of up and coming and you're new and then you have like, um, friends around you or maybe like influential cars or things like that. Yeah. They're, they want to put big stickers on the car. They want to represent your products. They want to talk about you. They want the brand to be really dope. You yeah. know what I mean? But when it's kind of like old news, I think that a lot of those, you know, OG people have done been there, done that. And then now it's up to the other people to take over. And when that, when there's a miss there, then you're, you don't generate the same amount of buzz. Yeah. So I think that a lot, there's a lot of companies that I can think of that um small small guys you know that early on is like whoa they're like overnight success yeah but then you know 15 years later 10 years later five years later whatever like where are they now they might be there still but maybe they didn't have that same that initial hit it Mm. seems to be like that that big spike and then it kind of like mellows off i mean what do you what do you think well from from the outside looking in uh even before I met you, mm-hmm. Rywire was the brand that you wanted to rep, you know, yeah. and then going to, uh, we, I remember this week fest 2009 mm-hmm. in the, the last one in the parking structure sure. was in like Japantown or sure. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, most of the heavy hitters had downstar, excuse me, Rywire yeah. banners, banners on them. Yeah. Um, but that was like a SoCal thing so those people they knew you yeah but as as social media grew yeah i feel like you've left yourself your your personal self out of the equation right let the work speak for itself and it has yeah you know i think i I look at your brand as the number one in automotive you know motorsports wiring thank you but I also see it from the outside point of view. If you're not building those kind of cars or if if you don't see your face like you see my face, like you see Mike's face, mm-hmm. it's hard for people to to know who you are. Yeah. And then sometimes it, it comes to a thing like, Oh shit, there's Ryan. You know, oh that's what that's Ryan from Rywire. Yeah, you know. Because in their head, they're just putting it two and two together, but they don't know if you want, they don't, they don't know you. Sure. So they don't, unless they see podcasts like this or something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. they don't know you to know like, well, I don't, I, they're kind of intimidated. Yeah. Um, and I can see that. And also like, as much as I seem like right now, I'm perfectly comfortable speaking and all this stuff. Right. Um, I'll be brutally honest. Um, it makes me feel uncomfortable because this happens a lot. Um, if I'm at, you know, if I'm at a race event, if I'm at whatever, SEMA, uh, doesn't matter, right? I will hear that out of my ear. Mm. Oh, is it, that, that's Ryan right there. Like whisper, you mm. know, like mm-hmm. oh, that, 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 that's, that's a guy from Ryan. That's Ryan. That's Ryan or Ryan, mm-hmm. whatever. I hear that and I'm like, 
shit like that's cool thank you for um you know like uh, you know that's good it's comforting to hear but also it makes me feel like oh shit so um are they are they do they want to talk to me do i want to engage do I want to just like pretend like I didn't really hear it and just mm. be aware of the situation? Yeah. So it makes me feel uncomfortable. Gotcha. Um, and I'm I'm kind of standoffish with people that I don't know, and I don't know if they want to approach me mm. because my product is very interesting. A lot of people will have problems either installing application things, ordering wrong. I mean, dude, the sky's the limit. For sure. People don't understand it, so it's very hard. Now, some people, if you don't, if they don't order right or you don't get something right the first try, they're going to then be like, have some kind of animosity against mm. it. So I get, cause I could see it with the customers, you know, like, Hey man, sorry, you ordered wrong. And then they're attacking me, you mm. know? So a lot of times I don't know if that person is like, yo, fuck this dude. Right. Oh, or, shit. Okay. or they're like, Oh damn this guy like i want to talk to him i got a million questions for him for sure i don't really know so i'm not really gonna like walk up and be like what's up guys because i don't know how they feel about me and that's a personal thing that i have to um you know eventually need to overcome that yeah uh but i don't know how they're how they're gonna feel towards me so i don't know that i want to like quickly engage do you right? feel like you analyze things a little too much Pro probably like i i try to I try to like not be influenced by like, you know, social media posts. I don't really look at that kind of stuff. You know, people calling people out and saying things. I just stay out of the mix. Mm. Uh, but but as far as that, I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I've, like like I said, from the outside looking in, I, I never hear anybody saying anything bad about you. Yeah. I mean, maybe they don't because you're my homie, you know, and they right. know that like. I'm not going to side with them or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, I, I, I've, I've had people like I've had situations where um, two people have like walked up to me and one person's like kind of quick to engage and they're like happy and excited to talk to me and stuff. And then somebody else is a little bit more standoffish and then they're like, well, you know, hey, man, I ordered this thing from you and it didn't really work out right. And I'm like, OK, well, what was the problem? Well, like. I tried to hit you up and you didn't even reply. And I'm like, oh, well, well, it depends on, you know, how you reach out to me, mm. and, you know, and, and, and like email is the way to do it. You know, you hit me up on social media and go, hey, yo, I'm not, no. not going to reply. Mm. I'm just simply not because that's not a professional way to engage a conversation. I don't know what you're trying, you know, like, hey, yo, I got a, I got a problem. Like, OK, cool. You can, and I'll reply to that and I'll say, please email. Da, 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 da. And maybe they don't like to hear that, right? Yeah. So anyway, it is what it is, but every situation is a little different. And, and people have been like kind of attacking or criticizing to my face before. And I and 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 I am chill, but like when if it's not really the it's like, dude, email me, bro. Like call. Call if you have mm. a question. Don't don't be so judgy thinking that we're just instantly not going to help you yeah you know what i mean like i'll literally like help tons of people with so many things and we'll get to the bottom of it because there's situations where i found weird stuff with something that's already been tampered with or we you know you find out that somebody bought something used um, or it's not even our product or whatever the case may be there's a lot of reasons why things aren't going to work the way that you think they're going to work yeah so um 
yeah, I, it's just, it's hard for me because I'm a little, I'm a little intimidated by like, is this going to be a, a good experience with someone or gotcha. is it going to be like an, an awkward, like you didn't answer me kind of a mm. situation, which I don't ever do anybody wrong, but I'll tell people to fucking kick rocks <laughs> if it's, if it's like, oh, bro, that's not even like our harness. Like, what do you expect? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, I'll do my best to help, but if, if it's literally not, not a feasible thing for me to do, then yeah. Tell him to beat it, Hear, you know? Hearing you say that you're intimidated is fucking funny because I've seen you snap a few times. I'm like, damn, that's you're fucking crazy, right? I know I have snapped a few times, and that's the thing. I don't. I and if I I get in moods, I'm not gonna lie. Like I get into certain head spaces mm. where I'm gonna be like, yo, if somebody like says some dumb shit to me right now, I'm gonna snap, you know. And I don't want to be that way, yeah. so I try to just like be chill. And that's why I'm if somebody if I hear my name, I might just be like. I'm not even going to like turn my head. I'm just going to continue to walk because if somebody really wants to talk to me and like, you know, have a heart to heart or maybe they do have a problem, but they really want to like talk about it and be cool, then, then cool. Like I don't mind talking and yeah. you know, they can, they can stop me and be like, Hey man, you have a second? Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel you, but I can see it from the outside, the other side of how, how intimidating it can be yeah. to talk to you Yeah, uh, just because of like your legacy, bro, what you've yeah. built and where, where you've come from and the, the things that you've been a part of and what you've created. Like it's, you have, you have to be able to accept that you're looked at as a celebrity. Okay. You have to, bro. Because if you, you think about it like this, right? I know you're not really into music. I'm really into music. Yeah. So if I meet somebody or if I see somebody that I'm a huge fan of their work, yeah. that's 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 a celebrity and that's like intimidating to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Unt that first interaction yeah. until we start to talk and then like I start to gauge like, oh, is this a cool person or not? Right. And then and then my you know, my expectations will change right there. But to just make that first interaction, it's fucking hard, dude. Yeah, I know. That's because, I, I mean, I've had a lot of people. I mean, I, I've, I've had to try to engage be, be, before, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, even with you and I, like, we've, we've like, we, we've uh, ran into random, like, you know, pseudo automotive space celebrities if you will mm -hmm. and there's been situations where i would want to talk to somebody but i i'm i'm a little intimidated to say anything mm, yeah. yeah and i feel you do because i used to have that too but one thing that that really helped me was you just got to do it bro yeah you know i know and and, 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 I, and I have before and it's worked really well yeah and other times i like oh man i kind of regret not not just saying what's up to that person or yeah or engaging because maybe it's somebody that i could eventually like we could we could collaborate with it to some capacity for sure and i i really regret when we were at auto salon that i didn't talk to that jp guy a little more that told us that he uh, he was the biggest youtuber ever in the first 30 seconds oh yeah 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 <laughs> well so what's what's the deal with him is is he the biggest I YouTuber? i don't know is i try to watch one of his videos and it's like in french or something so. oh okay okay <laughs> I'm just kidding, just kidding. But it's like it's 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 funny because then there's that side. Yeah, of yeah. It. You have the real cocky like <laughs> attitudes. Like, We're like, all right, bro. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. You know what's funny? Um, Mike, big Mike. Yeah. He always like introduces me to people as just. Hey, uh, this is my friend Ryan from Rywire. That's mm. what he always says, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, that's that's cool. If he wants to, he could do whatever he wants. But like I would never introduce myself mm, like okay. that, yeah. Um, just because I don't want I don't want somebody to think that I'm doing what what that guy that was guy doing. Did, yeah, trying to get he, a sub. Yeah, like, 
like subscribe now youtube face you know like what the fuck man <laughs> like well yeah we're just chilling about to eat dog like i'm just meeting people like oh yeah. what's up man it was yeah, so yeah, funny. yeah just because we had a mutual friend or uh i knew somebody that he was with and yeah so it was like okay the four of us all of a sudden joined together and it was yeah. like all right introduce people who don't know everybody you know what i mean and he's like yeah i'm so and so and i have a million and two million subscribers and you're like well, wait, well, you said you said how many subscribers you have before you gave us your name. Bro. Yeah, and I'm for like, sure. what am I going to do with that? <laughs> you so. give us your link, dude. Yeah. HTTP dash dot slot. Right. Oh, yeah. No, I, I get you, bro. And it's it, the my only advice that I could give is you just have to put yourself in that uncomfortable yeah. situation, because once you do, then you're going to start to notice it's it's just going to start growing yeah. people are going to start to know you more mm -hmm. and then they're going to know that hey, if i go talk to ryan like he's he's going to be cool he's going to want to have like this conversation yeah and dude we've had that happen so many times dude like in in spaces that we would never even think that oh we're going to be hanging out with people like that one time that we were at h day and we're at the hotel mm -hmm. and we're just chilling and then we go outside and there's those guys from canada and they're just hanging out, drinking beer, and and then we just start hanging out with them. Yeah, like you just have so many uh, amazing times like that, and then you hang out with these people, and now those people end up turning into salespersons for you. Yeah, 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 of course. Because yeah. they actually met you. Oh, dude, Ryan's fucking cool, mm -hmm. and you know he's joking. Like, dude, I love your personality. I love how you are, dude. And Thank it's you. like I I wish that more people knew that side of you or could see it or whatever. Of yeah. course. Well, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick up that youtube channel again mm. um there was like a uh, there was like a long hiatus because i couldn't get anybody to like edit some videos oh okay i actually did a bunch of like random things but then now they're too old like the content's too old um i was doing like a bunch of projects and like do, do you remember when uh tj hunt did the um that mustang yes 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 so right around that time i was visiting shops like left and right and I was doing a ton of like bigger projects at that time. And I was like not vlogging, but I was like filming stuff. And the content's old now kind of, mm -hmm. but like I didn't have anybody to edit those videos. Mm. And I actually like lost like, like my, my monetization on YouTube. Oh really? Cause I didn't post anything for six months. Got you. Um, even though I made a post, you know, like a, like a picture post, but I guess it didn't count. Mm. I don't, I don't really understand that stuff too terribly good, but, um, I did another video recently. That's like a, um, instructional, like how to problem solve with a car. So that's really cool. And then, um, this new project that I'm working on, I'm going to start, I'm going to start doing videos. I don't know how I've been talking to Mike from Stanceworks a lot. Oh, okay. And, Cause he grew his channel pretty quick. Uh -huh. So he's giving me some like insights on what things that he saw that worked and stuff like that. So I'm going to try my best. Now, does he have like a team behind him to create the videos or, you know, he like doesn't, he edits a lot of his own stuff. Have you ever tried editing? Yeah. No, really? Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Like, but, I yeah. really think that you would be able to get it. Yeah, it's fairly simple, yeah. dude. Right, right, right. Yeah. Have you ever? You never even messed around with like iMovie on your phone? No. Mmm, dude. I'm intimidated to edit stuff. Really? On my phone. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know what's crazy is my 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 chicks like, she has a bearded dragon. Do you yeah, yeah, yeah. That? She has a. It's like a little lizard, not little. It's like medium sized, and she made like a. Uh, she has like a fun name for her Instagram page for the bearded dragon. Uh huh. Bro, there's this one where the the dragon thinks that her toe is 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 a is food because she has red nail polish. Uh -huh. 
the dragon like bit her toe. Oh shit. Dude, that shit got two million fucking uh views. Uh, no way. Yeah. Oh wow. So like I'm like, what because she's good at editing. Yeah. And she edits within the um Instagram software. And you just you just feel like you couldn't do it or you don't want to dedicate that time to it? I, I get like really um irritated when things like <laughs> Cause I see her sometimes lose it. Like she'd be like, Oh shit, I got to start over. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're editing that shit for like 25 minutes. <laughs> like, I think I would just get really frustrated. Yeah. Um, but if I was doing it on a computer, I think that it would be a little for bit sure. easier because then I wouldn't like, ha- you wouldn't like really lose it. You mm-hmm. can save and like, you can yeah. continue to save and whatever, but I want to try, but, um, I have a lot of things in my head that I need to learn. Um, I'm really trying to learn fusion 360. And I'm also really, which is like a, um, a graphics, like, uh, CAD okay. software. Um, another thing that Mike Burroughs does a lot of is the 3d CAD stuff. And I was watching some of his videos and I'm like, it seems like everything integrates really well with fusion 360. So like hard parts, billet, aluminum, whatever mm. components. Cause, um, I really want to get more involved in, I feel like the future of automotive building is to being is being able to fabricate 3d and then 3d print objects and then eventually you know cnc billet parts Mm -hmm. um is really the future and i think it's been that way for probably five to ten years but um i haven't really taken too too much on with that and i and i would need to learn that a little bit better um also welding so i've been practicing a little bit and like oh very cool instructional videos and I really want to be able to weld. So like kind of the goal is to be able to like 3D scan something, right? And then and then use that scan and then use um, Fusion 360 to, to develop a part. Um, and then a 3D printer to make a hard piece. And then, um, you know, using various companies, there's like send cut send and places like this where you can send a file, they cut it out for you, make it, mm. and then you can basically like weld the part together or something like that. So there's all these things I kind of want to learn. And I think that that's kind of key. So I've that, but, but editing video is another thing, but I think I would almost rather uh, pay somebody to do that right now. Mm. I'm still at the point where I'd rather just, I would just rather sub that out. Yeah. To someone. To I feel together. you. The, the only thing about that is when you're trying to cook up a video and you're waiting on this person, dude, yep, it for fucking sure. sucks, bro. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, that's why I taught myself how to edit videos okay. and I just, everything that I do, I want to try to at least be knowledgeable about it. So if something happens, I'm not relying right, on somebody else. Right. I mean, which that's the thing, something happened and then I was relying on somebody. Yeah. So it's, that's problematic because, I lost the monetization and obviously like my YouTube channel is not that big and I don't really care about the money per yeah. se. It's not, that's not the point of it. Uh, but the monetization was lost and then, and then now I have to like work up my X amount of what is it? 4,000 watch mm-hmm. hours yeah. or whatever. I got like start over. Um, and I mean the little bit of money, I don't know. Does, do I even get that back? I mean, it's stuff, stuff doesn't matter, but I was in a pinch and if I would have been able to just edit, cook something up, like you said, in a day or two, yeah, I, I may have not lost that monetization, which is something. I mean, it's not. I've been working up this far to get to that point. Now I'm going a couple steps backwards. Right? Yeah, and then you mentioned too about you know you see all these other YouTubers that maybe it is their first car 
what they're building isn't isn't to anywhere close to what you can build do you ever look at it through the aspect of they're they're putting their time and equity into things that yeah you're not sure and that's sure. why they're in that position yeah <clears throat> but one could argue that you know anybody in that space would love to trade spaces with me with my business for sure so um yeah there's 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 that that's like the main factor that kind of uh, brings reels me back in yeah like hey you know you've worked for 15 to 20 years of your life um on your field to get you to this point uh why would you want to settle just for the you know click notoriety um and then like what you know what you're saying like to be you know viewed in a public space and think and everybody all of a sudden likes you like there's there's a you know certain give and take to that but i kind of want both as as everybody should you know mm -hmm. in a perfect world you're you're elon musk yeah you're running multiple businesses that are extremely successful and then you're a figurehead that people are looking to and they think that you're that you're the best i mean like let's face it a lot of i mean we all kind of want that yeah to a certain extent so um i do want to invest more time in that part of it like that's why for example i'm going to tuner evolution mm -hmm. um it's not about like the pay or the whatever it's more like to be able to show my face and yes i have a lot of clients in puerto rico as well and there's a lot of opportunity there um there's certain systems that they use and we're starting to like sell more of that and then it's a good place to be you know like we've been doing a lot of like fuel tech ecus and fuel tech is huge because um you know you can it's crazy like the instructions are in spanish is fuel techs from out there um closer that to that direction okay if, um i don't want to say the wrong thing but um yeah like they, they they're predominantly spanish speaking um they're geared towards that puerto rico obviously there's a lot of really fast cars mm -hmm. out there like really fast cars um so they're kind of like leading the industry in that and yeah i want to be able to you know show my product and and and, and show face and you know good things will come yeah but i'm pretty i've always kind of been like really organic growth kind of a guy uh because i don't blow up overnight and it's not this like instant you know success and instant stardom or instant whatever like i've been like chipping away at this for 15 plus plus years so i mean yeah man <laughs> yeah i mean 15 plus years i i think that you owe it to yourself to be able to put yourself in that in that in that that space where others now have somebody to 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 judge you in the the with all these other influencers sure. right and yeah, be yeah, like yeah. damn ryan's channel only has you know three thousand subs but fucking ryan's doing the craziest shit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and maybe sometimes it's not all about the car it's about like your personality yeah. too and and because th that's that's the thing that wins a lot is yep. like yeah, the, the personality right. and how um how relatable that these people are yeah and maybe they just don't know that they're relatable to you because maybe people don't even know it's you right they, they probably don't like um, I just, you know, cause I wanted to, uh, give back a little. Um, so I, I said, Hey Jay, you're doing this event in, in, um, uh, what, what, the, what was the turn, tuner you go right here? Santa, it was a Santa no, Ana. It was a Santa, it was uh, Ontario. Gotcha. So, um, I was like, yo, do you want me to bring a car? And he's like, oh dude, you'll bring, yeah, yeah, that'll be dope. Right. 
I was like, okay, so I'll, I'll bring a car. So I brought a car. Uh, I brought the S2000, the EV one. And then, um, you know, people would like walk by and stuff like that. And a lot of people would be like, are, are you are you the owner of the car? Mm. I'm like, yeah. And then they would ask me some questions like, oh, dude, is this really like electric? I'm like, yeah, it's really electric, you know? Oh, can we see this or that? Or how did you do that? And I'll tell them, okay, cool. And then they'll be like, so, so like, um, like who, how did, like, how did you do this? Oh, well, I, I, I run a shop called Rywire. Oh, you're, you're, you're from Rywire? Mm. Yeah, I'm from Rywire, mm. you know? Oh, damn. Okay, cool. And then, like, I don't say, like, oh, I'm the owner. I'm yeah. Like that guy that's like, I got a thousand subs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, dude. So I'm not going to be like, yeah, it's like if they, some people will fig, kind of figure it out, like, de yeah. deduce that or whatever. And that's cool. But yeah, there's definitely a miss there because I, I mean, I should, I'm in a situation where I think that if somebody saw my face, that I would, I would assume that by this point in time, they'd be like, oh, two and two together boom i get it because mm. you're ryan that makes sense i saw your face i saw the car cool but no they have to like maybe like you know, a day later they'll go wait a minute mm -hmm. was that the guy you know what i mean yeah so yeah i feel you on that and a lot of that has to do with like you just putting yourself out there your yeah. face out there you know maybe on your instagram story doing more of like you or, or what have you. And then you just got to realize that a yeah. lot of people, they just don't know as much as you do. Yeah. And, and they, they haven't, younger. yeah, they haven't been in the industry long enough. Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes on Instagram, I'll put like, how did you hear about Downstar? Yeah. And what and, kind of thing? A lot of people that they tag is like people that we've just recently started doing business with, yeah. or some people will be like NWP, but it's, yeah, you're like, it's Damn, just, okay. Yeah. It's all over the place, dude. So then I don't, I don't really know like where, where it's coming from, but it's working. Mm -hmm. And then there's things that I would expect people to, to know that we've done, Yeah, but they just don't. I know. I mean, I get, I think about that a lot. Mm -hmm. Like that's like one of my, like, wow, you know, like that's the harsh reality of it all. But you know, I'll, 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 I'll like somebody's talking to you about something and maybe I'll reference like a prior project or something. And they're just like, Oh no, I never seen that. Mm -hmm. like, Wait, what? <laughs> How do you, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, I don't know if I, if I bring a different car, like not the electric one or something. And then somebody's talking to you about something. And I'm like, Oh, well, when I did the EV one, or like the ITB Mugen wide body mm -hmm. one, like people like don't remember that. But like you know, to me, it's I I think like how did somebody how did somebody miss that project? But they just missed it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't as much social media at the time. It wasn't you know a YouTube project. Um, I mean, even if it gets a million views on a Hoonigan channel or something, like that's cool. But but still gets missed or something like that. So yeah, I mean. A lot of things can get a million on Hoonigan, you know, and then just get, yeah, just get pushed, mixed, yeah, pushed, pushed to the side. Down. Yeah, for sure. And that's just a hard thing, but that's just the reality of the times that we're in right now is things are just going to keep moving fast. So with us, when we do something, it's like, okay, we did that. Mm -hmm. That's done. I got to yeah. keep, keep yeah, you moving gotta just on. Keep hustling. Yeah. I mean, to go back to it though, there is definitely been people that like have, uh, been like oh dude you're ryan right yeah oh dude i saw you on youtube i'm like oh you you, you you're on my you know i just think oh you dude thank you you're one of the like seven thousand people yeah. that bothered to, to subscribe to my channel like i appreciate it and then they'll be like oh you got a youtube channel no i saw you on like tj hunt's channel or mm -hmm. i saw you on mm -hmm. rad dan or i saw you on hoonigan or i saw you know what i mean and i'm like oh shit okay cool 
well, at least they saw me there. For sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. a lot of times I am like, cool, at least somebody saw one of the videos. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. But no, I'm going to hit that harder, bro. I'm going to hit that harder. I'm going to try to do more. Um, but or it's going to be slow moving. It's going to be organic. I'm not going to blow up overnight doing stuff. But um, yeah, like me and Mike were working on a project that doesn't seem like it's going to end up going. Uh, but it was like a, like a TV kind of a gig mm. that would have been really cool. Mm -hmm. But, you know, things just don't happen for a reason, you know. So speaking of Mike, um, what's uh, what's going on with car talk? Um, well, we, to be honest, it's busy schedules, but so Mike and I actually made a point at, um, I, I almost said Ibach, but the Honda meet in, um, California, uh, the one in, what is well, that's it where I saw you. That's the last that's, place well, that's I where saw, we saw you. Last. Yeah. yeah. Right. Where Lake Elsinore. Yeah. The Lake Elsinore. So me and Mike, like, um, I, I had, tra I had transported a car. It, it's cause it's not mine. I didn't want to drive it, you know? Um, Aaron CRX that I built, I brought that car. Mm. And so we were, me and Mike was helping me just like load the car to make sure I don't hit anything. Um, and then we were talking about it and we're like, dude, we need to like figure this out because mm -hmm. you know that I don't think that TV thing's going to happen. Like, okay, cool. You know, put a lot of time commitment into it, but just probably not going to, it's probably going to fall on its face. So we're like, okay, well we can do something ourselves. And I'm like, yeah. So we're trying to figure out a strategy where maybe you know, we have our own YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. We have our own car talk channel, right? So like we're trying to figure out a situation where we could be like, okay, I'll help you with something. You help me with something and then we'll mutually do something together. Mm. And that's going to be a lot of investment of time. So we're going to, okay, well, when do we have time? We have time after work hours. So we're going to try to figure out a, a strategy where maybe like we can game plan two days a week after work. So, you know, meet at my shop at like, six o'clock okay right and then we could i could film some stuff for him he could film some stuff for me and then we could mutually do like a car talk right and getting the getting my house all set up because we were going to potentially do some car talks at my house mm. which would be really cool but it's very intrusive to my living situation mm. so it would have to be like you know some kind of a schedule yeah can't just be like all right let's just do it right now like no we have to like know you know a week ahead of time so i could plan and you know have things cleaned up have cars situated a certain way um for, you know moved so another car can come into that space or yeah. whatever so um yeah we we got plans and things are so like me and mike could help each other yeah and i feel like i need somebody to really like make me do or i mean not make me do it, but if somebody's there encouraging you and you're helping each other, then stuff gets done a little bit more efficiently. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause even the way you're talking about, you know, creating content and stuff like that, it still seems that you're very intimidated with it. I and am. on the, on the opposite side of it, like Mike's not intimidated with no. it at all. Right. And if you're both motivated and you both want to do yeah. have the same goal in mind, like, dude, that's, that's the perfect team right, right. there. We're motivated. He's, he's very like, you know, um, in your face more and I'm more subdued, but that's good because then one per, you know, there's good cop, bad cop and yeah. there's, there's hot and cold, you know what I mean? So like maybe yeah. I'm kind of cold and he's kind of hot, but maybe they'll, but I'm more like in depth with information. And when I get on a subject, we're talking about electronics and I'm like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, that, that would be good. Cause then people would be like, all right, he's talking about cool shit. Like I'm, I'm listening to this guy now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Mike, Mike too, like, I love Mike's personality. I wish he would show that a little more. Like the on, the real the Mike. real Mike, yeah. yeah. And I and I hate to say that because it's not like it's it's a fake Mike. No, it's not. But a fake it, Mike. It, it's a it's a Mike that is very polished. Yeah. And yeah. if you have a conversation with him, like you and I have, I'm mm-hmm. like, I fucking love Mike, dude. We have such a good convo and just joking and stuff like that. And I mm-hmm. I, I I see that as being a huge value mm-hmm. for him mm-hmm. that is opportunity that he's like leaving on the table. Yeah. Like show, show that side of you. you yeah, know? for sure. And that's something we were talking about when we were at the max boost, uh, mm-hmm. auto fest. Was, you were talking to Mike about it. Yeah. I was telling yeah, Mike, I'm like, good. bro, like I think that this would help things grow a lot more, especially yeah. if he just spoke about like his, his, I don't want to get into it, but like his past life and things like yeah. that, like that stuff's very intriguing, dude. Mm-hmm. And to, to know where he's come from, to know where he's at now and for others that admire him, yeah. like you're talking about intimidating, Mike's intimidating. Yeah. Especially like the things that, that he's done and the the way that he comes off and how, you know, intelligent he is, bro, that that's intimidating, especially in, in our demographic. Yeah. So I could definitely see people not really being able to to like look at Mike and say, like, yeah, I can do what Mike does because Mike is Mike's a very polished person. Yeah. But if they knew where his where his more of his story and if he touched more on that and let that Mike slip a little more. Yep. That it would it would kind of be a little more inviting and be like, damn. Re- the relatability. More relatable. Yeah, of bit. course. Yeah. And and that's that's like the way that I, I try to go about it is to be relatable yeah. and talk about things that the normal person wouldn't talk about right because uh just because we have a business and you know the a successful business and a brand like doesn't mean that we go through we don't go through everyday situations good or bad right you know right. we could have we could have both seen this same movie and just because i have a business doesn't mean i'm not going to think about the 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 movie the same way yeah. that you do yeah we're all human the same like we all were born with essentially the same brains yeah so I mean, we're all pretty much the same, to yeah. be honest. And know? then and then I, I I see like some of these successful YouTubers, uh, just say somebody like like Ghost Boy Aki, okay. like he's very relatable to his demographic. Yeah, and that's his demographic, why. Yes, that's why it, the the Gunners, bro, the they'll ride for him because mm. Aki is like their cousin. Mm. It's yeah, he's like, like their big brother. He's like the guy who taught them how to, you know, change the oil yeah. in their car. So it's not somebody that they see him and they're just like, they're not intimidated. I, I like what he all, does, probably. but I, I'll never be able to get there. No, he's doing it. In, he always says in a 500 square foot space, he's mm-hmm. doing it. Well, just got a 2019 GT3 RS. Hmm. fucking crazy bro you know yeah. and 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 you see it from that point of view you see where he started at and yeah. he's just grinding huh. he's not faking like he's somebody else he's not putting on uh he's not putting on a character yeah which does get him in trouble sometimes because he's he's genuinely himself yeah and if you're genuinely yourself you're gonna say some things that like 
the way that you feel about things sure. and it's not going to rub some people the right way. Yeah. But other people might look at that and go, Oh man, he's just being real. He's just you being know? real. Yeah. You know? And, and usually the people that are upset about it is because it's maybe something that they wanted to say, but they just didn't have the balls to say it. Sure. And when you get in a, a place like that, where you have like your click, your gunner supporting you, they're down with you. Like, how are you going to get canceled? Right. You know, yeah. these are your people. And he, he takes care of his people too. You. Yeah. So then you see somebody like, like TJ too. Like, bro, the reason that people are so dedicated to TJ is because they fucking grew up with him. Yeah. And he's living out the dream that they, that they have. Yeah. They're living vicariously through. For sure, you. dude. And they, and then he talks about like his, his, uh, problems that he's trying to overcome. Hmm. And, uh, that's one that hopefully Mike's listening to this because I, I want Mike to see it from that point of view because maybe it's Mike he goes after big fish yeah like the the street outlaws and things like that and he accomplishes them but maybe he thinks that people at SEMA aren't going to take him seriously if they see this other side got it you know what I mean the professionalism exactly and i and i've had that told to me before too like uh it was dave from skunk two one time he told me he's this was a little early in my career Mm -hmm. and he saw like the 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 famous trap picture that we have like with the guns and stuff he's like you know i don't know about you doing stuff like this like you know honda's never gonna want to work with you after that and i'm like i really don't have any desire to do anything with honda or corporate like if i do it's because they want to do it with me, who I am genuinely. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to have to like stage yourself in a way because, you know, clients might like they don't want you to get. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They don't want they don't want bad press. It's not the know? right fit. If yeah. you don't vibe with how I am, yeah. it's not the right fit. And if you want to sell units and I, I can help you sell those units. That's as much of a fit as it needs to be. Yeah. And I think that like us as a society, we've went so much to the other side of it where it's like, well, I can't say this. I can't say that, you know, and um, yeah, we even, nobody wants to get canceled. No one wants to get canceled, dude. Yeah. But if you have your people that yeah. fuck with you, yeah, they're rocking they're, for you. It, it doesn't matter. But you have to get that that crew. You have to get those kind of people. You know, and it's it's not even necessarily building something like, you know, the gunners or to like have your own cult like we have or whatever. It's more of just being out there, having these genuine interactions with people. And when they come up to you and they want to be like, oh, Ryan, well, I loved your car. Oh, that's cool. Hey, what do you drive, bro? Yeah. You know, because you have to be able to to switch from Ryan, the automotive enthusiast versus Rywire the business owner yeah the ryan the enthusiast might not be impressed with what this person is building but ryan the business owner needs to see that as you know i can make i can make a not even looking at it as like a monetary but i can make a fan of my business Mm -hmm. if i just show them a little interest in what they're doing yeah you know reciprocal Uh, like yeah yeah for sure and a, a lot of times like uh somebody will send me a picture of their car and like oh dude check out my bill and uh, there's always things that i see that i that i wouldn't do to my car but sometimes i just like to click back into my head 
about when I was in in that level of my of my automotive experience. Yeah, because this person could be the the seventeen year old you for sure, dude. And like he's just you know, yeah. You don't need to like show them the picture, but I mean, I remember I remember for me just like looking back when I was younger. I visited Spoon in Japan. It was my mm. first trip to Japan, and I I brought a camera, right. And um, this was so long ago, you know, it's not even like you're on your phone. Like you don't have pictures on your phone. It was so long ago. I, I had a couple pictures of my CRX and I, I kind of like took a couple pictures of my CRX before I left and I kept it on that card or whatever the memory thing was. So when I went to Spoon, I was like, I showed them on the little screen. Oh, this is a picture of my CRX. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to show them like, look, I have a CRX and like I'm doing these things to it and there's a K series engine in it or whatever check it out you know so that was like me and mm-hmm. that's what they're doing that that's what they're doing back to me yeah right they're going hey i just want to kind of show you my car like what do you think mm-hmm. and yeah i mean they were the, i remember the guys at spoon said it's too much power and it's not it's not good for track use and mm. they were like not happy with it <laughs> but i was like okay whatever y'all are like oem plus kind of people and at yeah. the time i wasn't yeah. i was like power and crazy and like big impact and like the wow factor of doing something that's not many people have done or whatever. So yeah, I mean, that person's just trying to show me their car. Um, and I mean, I don't have to be, I don't have to approve it, but it'll help if spoon said, if those dudes, those texts there were like, Oh my God. And they were like, so ha- so happy with it. That might've made me feel really good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's, that's like, one thing that I strive for when I have interactions with people mm-hmm. is just have a good interaction, yeah. dude, no matter yeah. what. Because if you take it down to the to the to the bones of it, dude, is like everybody's just trying to have a good day, dude. Yeah. Every and right now, time is fucking hard. Life is crazy. Yeah. And people it, are stressed out, and it's it's a, a different time for sure. Yeah. So if if a good encouragement can be from somebody that they look up to, like that could help out a lot oh yeah you know definitely and then do you ever feel like it's 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 weird for them to look at you in that light like like hey i'm just a regular dude like you do you ever feel like that like it's hard for them to look at me like that like like you you don't you don't get why they oh i don't get why they do yeah um sometimes and then sometimes it's the opposite Mm. And then there's there's situations where I'm like I don't get why you don't got you got you so got it goes you. both ways yeah yeah, you know? yeah I mean there's there's situations for both um, just depending on yeah I mean like like that guy that we keep talking about yeah the YouTube subscriber guy he couldn't understand why we didn't <laughs> yeah why we didn't care you know yeah. what I mean um, so yeah it, it, they're, they're, they're both I'm not gonna lie there's definitely situations where I'm like you know the opposite yeah yeah no it goes both ways yeah i feel you and a lot of that you just gotta you just gotta keep doing something every fucking week dude yeah man the last thing that you did didn't matter yeah exactly and that's why this new project's gonna be really cool i was really inspired by a car that i um got a ride in and it was a huge inspiration and this next build is like paying some kind of respect to that experience and um 
I know you yeah. didn't want to really get that much into it, but can you just elaborate a as much bit. as you can? Okay. So elaborating as much as I can. I don't want to like talk about um, any of like the nitty gritty of it, but um, I picked up a EK hatchback. It's a 99. And um, yeah, it's going to be an all wheel drive car. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited about it. Um, working with some cool people and companies and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I'm going to do a YouTube, um, series, if you will, kind of like how I did the EVS 2000 or like the white CRX where it's going to be multi parts and like now I'm doing this, now I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm really trying hard to, um, cover as much as possible, (laughs) but I already like really fucked up. Oh really? Because I, I tore the car down and I got footage of it. But I didn't do it in depth because my immediate mind was, well, who cares about the stock stuff? I'm just pulling it all off. And then right now it's sitting as a, it's a bare shell. Mm. But that's a mistake. Because like when I was talking to Mike Burroughs about it, he's like, dude, people love the fact that I tell, I do everything on the car with them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, shit. Because I literally like pulled the whole freaking thing apart. So you have footage though. I have footage like, you know, I do like a pano of the interiors out or the, or, you know, four, four pano shots of progressively taking the thing. But I mean, what are your thoughts on, do you think I should put like a fucking camera on my head and just press record? Well, like, here's one thing that I was thinking about because, um, because I don't have it. It's hard for me to go reach for the camera for sure. I can't do everything like on the on my um uh gimbal camera deal for sure um two things you're gonna have to invest in a new camera okay for sure got it um maybe even two okay okay mm-hmm. uh one a main camera Tripod, maybe a go to gopro or something right yeah. so i'm just thinking about it if i was in your situation where it's going to really slow me down if I stop and discuss everything. Sure. Right. So what you can do is set up some cameras and then you can do a voiceover. Yes. On it. So what I was actually thinking about with the whole, like just getting all that footage was, I was like, this is going to be like all voiceover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll just start talking about the car and like what I want to do with it and all that. And then it's just going to be like me pulling, I'm going to be just talking like this. Now I'm, you know, this is the plan. I'm doing this and I'm pulling the interior out. And as you can see, you know, now it's out and you know what I mean? And it'll just be, at least I have some footage of it. So, yeah. So somebody that's, that's, um, uh, good with that kind of stuff could, could cut that together and make something for sure. And you, you say good with it, bro. I can probably teach you so quickly how to do it, dude. Just to, just to put in a context. My my, my chick can too. Yeah. Like she could totally just do it. It's so good. I I just, I just, I need to sit down with her, commit. We've even discussed like her quitting her job and Mm. and focusing on doing uh, my social media. Dude, that would be amazing. Video and for her doing 3d and scanning all my parts. Yeah. Dude, she trips me the fuck out. You want to hear something? Yeah. Um, she's like, going back to her bearded dragon she's like oh i need this this thing in in his cage that i want to make and then oh like we have a bunch of plants like all over the house so then it's like oh these other pots don't have little like dishes for the water underneath them Mm -hmm. like the the, to catch the water for the hole through the pot um and then there's like she's like oh i really want this thing to be able to hold my phone when i'm working during the day and so she's literally like going on to like these like fusion 360 programs and she's making all this shit 
and then she sends the file to her friend which is our, our buddy and then he'll come to the house and then he'll have like all these 3d printed parts that she's like making oh wow and i'm like dude do this shit for me man <laughs> like so um it's kind of a trip she could totally do that stuff so yeah I've, I've like thought about like kind of hiring her to do certain things but the problem is she keeps getting promoted well that's the thing that's gonna at her office she's just like working her way up the chain so i'm just like uh you're doing good so i want her to keep doing that but i also like wouldn't mind if she just like started working for me yeah i mean it's just the the way that you look at that like is is that what you want to do for the rest of your life or would you want to have something where it's just like we work together on this thing and we can leave whenever we want together we never have to worry about like conflicts and things like that i know because that was my main motivation for retiring ash it was just like well you're doing good at your job and you're making good enough money but you're you could be doing that you could be working at home you know taking care of business at home and we're not gonna have to worry about finances or anything like that you know Mm -hmm. and and when we need to get up and go when christian has practice or something work is never in a conflict right which is i mean that then that's that that's one thing that i definitely am i'm a little scared of is that you know but that's the thing maybe i could maybe not work beside her for sure no have her do her own thing this is what we kind of want to do and then just just take it by the horns and do do your thing with it dude you're in the garage you record all right babe i finished these here's the chips yeah handle it boom once you get it okay that's cool yep and then hey come to the shop we're gonna 3d scan this thing here's your file okay work on it at home that's it you know and then it's like yeah you know it's it's no different it's just she's doing stuff for our business versus um um, somebody else yeah and then she'll just be at home and Mm -hmm. and go on social media or whatever and maybe she'll cook up a reel or something with the with the shit that you gave her like dude dude, that's dope that's so perfect man that would be like really good because that would turn my i think that would turn the business around a lot hell yeah um and yeah it needs a little bit of a it needs a little bit of a jump start in in some capacity yeah um so get the getting back to what you're saying about the videos definitely Mm -hmm document everything mm-hmm. you're doing and even b- in between some sort of steps just jump on the camera real quick all right guys Talk. we just finished that up right there uh if you guys have any questions let me know in the comments but now i'm gonna go ahead and attack this part of it we're gonna do the engine bay and i'm gonna take out everything that we don't need put the camera put some music on or whatever mm-hmm. and then just be like all right yeah this, so this bracket we're not gonna need this. this is why i'm taking off this bracket that usually went to the ac this isn't gonna have ac no more or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. take that shit simple dude mm-hmm. you know because I, I i can understand how it could be that you just have to hold the camera the whole time yeah and um my gabe our worker uh g vision make sure you guys check him out on youtube mm-hmm. he um he has that issue sometimes too because he's trying to make videos and he has to hold the camera and stuff in it and it sucks but you just got to figure out ways around it yeah i think i would do a i think i could envision like a tripod Mm -hmm. that's just like a good camera like one of these in front of me here that's just recording what i'm doing and then i can get both you know i can get like a handheld kind of up close view and then the the grand overhead view or like the behind my head like whatever maybe and then I could like turn to the camera. I could say a few words and I could see that working. Also, I don't feel like it's all lost because like, you know, like I said, I have video of the engine, not in the car. I have video 
of the engine in the car mm -hmm. the car runs and, you know i have all that video so i can just even if it's filler like okay now i did this now i did that i can kind of record that stuff later yeah you know? dude and you could those are the ingredients yeah you could bake it however you want to bake sure. it and you can still use all that footage for the introduction video of yep. this sort of project sure. whatever it is but if you if you get all these uh if you get all your ducks in a row when you start this series bro this could be the one yeah, that the, puts you into that one. level yeah because if if you're giving people this content yeah if it's scheduled if they know scheduled. oh hell yeah yes. dude wednesday it's ryan's gonna be uploading the next one because mm -hmm. The things that messes people up is consistency. I know. And it messes up algorithms too. Yeah, for sure. Plus you're you gotta think about it from from this kid's point of view, whoever's watching. Yeah. It could be a seventeen year old kid and this is his time to watch YouTube videos. Right. It could be a twenty year old kid, he gets off of work and from, you know, eight o'clock at night to midnight. That's what he spends his time watching these videos. And it's just the same way, like how, how I consume content with podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Wednesdays, it's going to be the Joe Budden podcast is out. So every, I do that too. Yeah. You know, because I listen to podcasts when I'm driving to work or if I'm driving up, like, you know, it's almost two hours up here. Mm -hmm. I was listening to podcasts and I was kind of like catching up or maybe I was like a little ahead. Um, I actually like up here, I, I listened to a podcast and then it was over and then I'm like, I just want to think about this next build project. So I was literally just like thinking about things in my head and how I want to do things and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, I mean, like I'm, yeah, like I'm, I have my time where I'm going through these podcasts and I'm like, you know, I, I know that in the morning that there's going to be a new podcast out. Mm -hmm. well, I'm done with that one. So I'm gonna start this one on the way to work. But so, if it wasn't, it would kind of bum you out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If it wasn't on time. Like, I mean, every now and then like the big, more heavy hitter guys, um, they'll, they'll like not do a Wednesday or Thursday or whatever podcast. And you're like, Oh shit, that kind of screws me up. Cause now I kind yeah. of rely on that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? For that daily motivation. Yeah. 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 It might be a motivational thing or a business podcast. And I'm like, damn, could use that right now. Yeah. And that's the same exact way. No matter, no matter what the content is, like we get into these sort of, sort of schedules and, uh, if they don't have anything that day when right. they're supposed to, yep. it kind of, uh, it, it, I mean, doesn't mean that they're going to unsubscribe or they're not going to mess with you. No. But the more often that you do that, that we stick to that schedule, yeah, like, it'll, it'll, dude, it'll, it's just going to grow. Yeah. It'll help a lot. Yeah. Especially the, the builds that you do, like it's, it's already no, maybe you could even do another video that shows a highlights of the builds that you've done in the past. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool too. Especially when I get to the, little bit you know like if, when i get in the groove mm -hmm. and people that are expecting it if i need a, if i don't have any content i can do like a filler video and people might be like oh this is perfect it's like it's like when you know seinfeld does the 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 end of ep whatever it's like all the greatest moments yeah yeah yeah, you yeah. Know, you're like cool okay well this is all old content but it's still like refreshing to see it all and i'm happy that i'm watching this yeah you know I mean? reintroducing yourself yeah. dude mm -hmm. definitely to to a new generation because it it is a totally new generation right you go to these shows how many egs efs eks dcs do you really even see or you're seeing like eighth gen and up i know you're like what are these uh accords and shit yeah. and like you know tls and just 
And then that's just the Hondas. I know. Then you start to see all, you know, the, the Subarus and stuff like that. And then the domestic muscle cars, dude. Like, the, the scene is changing. Crazy. I know. I know. Do you ever think about adding more universal products to your to your line um yeah a little bit yeah a little bit um yeah i i i have um like more simple stuff like even early early on this is like you know 15 years ago just adding like the little ground kit mm, mm -hmm. i thought oh it's such a useless thing but I mean, you know, when now at the point where we've sold thousands and thousands and thousands of those, it's like that's kind of a vital, small, universal part that I couldn't really not have that. But like, there's probably tons of those that I'm kind of like missing out on. Yeah. Things like that. But yeah, I definitely have some ideas for universal pieces. Um, I've been just doing so much like private label things that I can't really like show that very easily because it's private label. Uh, but that really like takes a lot of my day and a lot of my time mm -hmm. um, projects that I'm working on that, you know, very heavy um, back and forth with different businesses and stuff like that, where I'm, I'm designing and manufacturing parts for them um, for them to use in like a kit, for example, right? There's some like, electric car company things that projects that I have that are like really big deals that could potentially, you know, um, pay my bills for a year, mm -hmm. you know, like this is big, big money and time investment. So, um, yeah, I mean, but that kind of stuff isn't really like good content for like a Honda civic or whatever. This is like, this is like a, uh, product development design, like a lot of computer stuff, a lot of, a lot of um, trial and error things and sample stuff and back and forth and first article sample, second article. Okay, it works. Okay, now packaging as far as like what kind of loom and what kind of connectors and all these part numbers and it's so involved and it's just more like business, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but I do have a lot of these projects, you know, that are that are like formula drift and stuff that's in the pop more pop culture for of, sure of automotive yeah. space so i'm trying to target those you know for the the content side for sure and dude make the money if you will on these you know like the only reason these people have heard of me is because of me putting myself out there with the other stuff you know they're yeah. like oh well this guy can handle if he could do this stuff then he can handle what we need him for yeah and then that's like the stuff that's kind of paying the bills yeah yeah that's that's a really good way to look at it and look at it like yo this is paying the bills now this this extra stuff that i do these are seeds that yeah, i'm planting right and although maybe i'm kind of losing out right now at this moment mm -hmm. it's for the future it, it's for the future right. for sure uh you know bring up tj again like um we uh he actually bought the first products from us i know this yeah yeah he, and then he bought it and then you basically said, here's my number. Exactly. So anytime after that, he needed anything. And it was at that time he had like 600 K, which is very respectable, very respectable but, time, but, but yeah. not, not the craziest. So it was just like, I don't know. It's not really my demographic. Mm -hmm. Let me plant this seed and mm -hmm. let me see where this goes. Yeah. Turns out that's one of our top three products yeah. now. And mm -hmm. at that time it wasn't because it was just not only that exposure and this is the thing that people really get uh, get uh 
don't look at it the right way is when they do that first initial uh give them the product yeah you can't expect that roi right there yeah and you're not even really going to be able to like uh to to measure it yeah like you might not even know for sure that's where it's coming from but but it like you know in, in your heart that actually that it is where it's exactly from. so i know in my heart that if i never made that move with tj to to be able to give him that call and yeah. you know make that introduction that product might just be chilling yeah and it might have blown but that definitely helped put it on a certain sort of platform of course you know so maybe there's like ah fuck i don't know if i want to do this like help this guy out with this harness because like his demographic i really don't deal with mm -hmm. but when you start hearing your names in the honda community and then in the bmw community and then these youtube vloggers and then in formula drift and then everybody starts hearing your name all around it's just like a household name yeah and yeah that's that's like what you would strive for yeah and you know? i think i think it's getting there for sure for sure dude so. it, it definitely is because you're you're doing like you know formula drift you're doing like exotics and things like that mm -hmm. and i think the only thing that you're leaving on the table is is showing that right a lot more yeah i know i need to like kind of put it out there a bit more yeah and dude i i think that the the vision that you have especially if your girl starts working with you making these videos bro you could get to the point you have the discipline of it you could get mm -hmm. to that point where you're uploading three times a week yeah that'd be five that'd be times awesome. a week dude yeah. you know because every single day you do have something interesting going on no matter if it's interesting to you or not Sure. Maybe if if you're just like you're numb to it, like oh yeah, I'm going to Hoonigan again or something. But yeah. like the people watching, they're fucking like, oh my god, that's like one of their dreams yeah. that they would want to have. Yeah, I like did a little bit of recording when I went there this last time to work on Scotto's car. Mm. So we did like all the wiring for this like Audi that he has. It's a really cool Audi. It was at SEMA, but it like wasn't running or anything at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so we did all the electronics on it and stuff. And I got a lot of cool angles and videos and I kind of showed like the wiring. So I actually have like a little bit of content, like maybe like a reels worth. Mm. So I want to I want to put that that out there when um, kind of his car drops. Oh, OK. So I, I want to try to work up some kind of a reel for it yeah It'd be really cool and that's the thing too is that you got to be strategic about it and it yeah. all has to make sense to make at sense. the right time yeah like i would want to post that now because it's not like tuned and done but um it's getting some other other work done at another shop really quick and then it's it's actually due back anytime um so as soon as he gets like he's gonna put it out there and then i'll be able to put out there my side you know the wiring and hoonigan sign backdrop and it's, it's cool it's yeah. gonna be good content for me so. yeah for sure now as far as for rywire as a company mm -hmm. do, would you ever want that to be more than just wiring even though it's in the name yeah i mean i think so um i mean i was i was even thinking about just just you know like you got to think big right mm -hmm. um on my way here when i said that i turned off the podcast and i was thinking about stuff i was like I was like, damn, this, this could be like a repeatable, this build that I'm working on, it could be repeatable, mm. you know? And like, what's different between some of these guys that are doing these like boutique cars? The only real difference between like, you know, everybody, everybody knows Singer. That's like the big, like boutique car okay. that everybody seems to do, right? The 911. But there's other companies that are coming out with these like boutique resto mod cars where they want to repeat them. 
you know? I mean, who's to say that I can't do a Honda Civic or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And where we could do multiple cars, um, could hire a staff to put together, you do a donor car and then, you know, you have like certain catalog of stuff and I don't think it would be as, as boutique as something like a singer, but what if it was just, you know, a repeatable project that you get the car, uh, put together by us or something like mm. that. It's like a big level. Oh yeah, dude. Um, so then that's just, that's not just wiring. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, we do like cooling stuff we do, you know, with Robbie's help and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I could definitely see that when I was saying, you know, the 3d printing and stuff like that. Um, I wanted to make some like custom mount brackets and stuff for this project that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, think about that. That's not even, that's not wiring, you know, yeah. this might be like bracketries and like bushings and I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, that rye wire could be anything, right? Um, we talked about this in the past, like it was just funny, but it just pops in my mind is, you know, I was talking about like electrical and homes and stuff like that. And running like oh yeah, DC, yeah, yeah, DC and there's actually been some companies that have, come out with like more like power distribution systems where you can like, you know, monitor devices and currents and stuff like that in on an app in your home. And I was like, well, what stops at an automotive? You can go bigger. And like there again, just to, just to say this, you know, that rye wire could be something for a house. Mm. It doesn't have to be automotive wire related. It could be something different. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely have thought about things like that. And I think that it could be, it could be anything. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. It's dope that you look at it like that. I try to because, like, I mean, I want to have, like, everybody wants to rule the world, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, as you may or may not know, we have uh, a cult in Downstar. And right. to join the cult, you have to text this number, 818-403-3473. Yep. Uh, it's, we're almost about 1,000 people right now. Good. Yeah, yep. so it's basically we can uh, we can text back and forth. It's me answering the text. Yep. And, and you, give, uh, you give little deals and like early incentives. And exactly. Stuff like that. We'll do like coupon codes or, mm -hmm. you know, go to this post and, and, and win a free uh whatever it is a free I, kid or something i think like that, that you included me in something like that before yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i was like what are all these um <laughs> what are the, what is the the icons that oh so up? it's 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 a wine and yeah, then the it's a wolf and, and the dude wolf, yeah yeah because in, in in the cult you have to drink like you know the kool-aid or something yeah, and, then okay. you, and then you die and go to a, the 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 haley's comet or whatever you Got remember it. that yes, shit dude yes i do remember <laughs> what, what were they called oh um, my god they're they're oh, they're they're cult he heaven's gate heaven's gate heaven's that gate that was the popular one we were where we were probably like 12 13 years old or something like that like you're hearing about it like what are these people like what's going on so cults have a bad uh a bad name to them dude right we we have a good cult man so if you guys want to join just text the number 818-403-3473 um and i uh mentioned to the cult earlier that mm -hmm. you were going to come on and i got a couple questions for okay, you okay so uh this one's from troy alexander um is at sleeper academy uh what keeps you motivated and keeps you going and evolving in the industry um i think that what keeps me motivated? Well, I like to have happy customers. So that's definitely a motivational thing. Um, I like to work with different people in the industry, you know, and dude, like we would have never been friends if we didn't like work together in some capacity. Mm -hmm. um, tons of people that I have really good relationships are um, 
simply because I had to work with them on projects and I decided, or they, they, they felt the need that, you know, um, I would be a benefit to their project and that, you know, I, I'm the man for the job. Um, big Mike, Ravi, like million people, but just the people that we've talked about in yeah. this immediate podcast to name a, a couple of them. Uh, but that keeps me motivated because I, um, I learn something new every time. I'm really interested in that. People always ask me about my projects. Well, like why, why, like how come you would spend so much money and go into all this detail and whatever? I'm like, well, because this is like better than college. I'm learning more. I'm getting more out of this and it's probably less expensive than yeah. putting myself through an institution and te- you know, having somebody else teach me. Um, so that keeps me motivated. Um, definitely the motivation of growing a brand, a business, keep putting money in my pocket so I can do cool stuff with cars. That's all motivation. Every day when I wake up, I, I, I want to get stuff sold. I want to make people happy. I want to make quick transactions and get exactly what they need and me to be able to continue to move forward with my projects and learning. Now, as far as, as being, uh, motivated, um, how, uh, how do you keep yourself motivated with like your, your body and just, you know, feeling like, damn, dude, I gotta do this over again. Like how, how do you keep that discipline going? Coffee. Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but I, I do drink coffee every day. Um, I've changed the coffee that I've drank, uh, stronger bit, or what? Uh, no, weaker. Oh, really? I'm trying to like, I was starting to get a little like, mm. you know, and, like heart palpitation, like kind of not easy feeling when I was drinking those Vietnamese coffees, like almost every day. Those are so good. Though. They're so bomb. <laughs> but, uh, um, I'm just like taking it easy and doing a very simple brew in the morning. But I mean, you know, I, I kind of kid, but that helps me get out the door, you know, mm-hmm. have some coffee in me. All right, let's like hit the day. Um, um, you never get like stressed out with everything that you got going on. Oh yeah. There's definitely times where I got way too much going on and it like, I'm, I don't deal with stress all that well. Mm. I just, I mean, my girl knows that I not dealing with stress sometimes very well. Uh, but I don't know that I really have a secret for that. Um, I don't know that I have a secret for, you know, just keep on keeping on. That's all. I'm just, I just do my thing and the repetitiveness of the day kind of just that's all I could really say about that. That's funny. You say keep on keeping on because the uh, next question I have is from Joe dirt. Dude. Okay. Joe dirt S two K uh, Joe Gaska. He, I think you may know the car. It's a, it's a, like a silver S 2000 with a LS on it. Um, An LS swapping it. Yeah. LS okay. swapped. Really, yeah. really nice. Yeah. Yeah um shout out to joe actually i i met him at sema he came okay. with his girl and they they just like stopped me yeah and uh, i i talked to him for a second just like you just meet great people dude yeah, and he's know. like hey i'm i'm in the call i'm like when they say that like, or yes. or when they say like oh i like the podcast that's a different that's yes. a different thing yes yes and i love that so joe's question is uh what car is your in your living room right now um my civic hatch my ea got you my it's the 80 i don't even know what year it is because the japanese one i think it's like a 85 mm, okay so that's what is what's the generation from that like um, the u.s it's the third gen civic so that would be what a 84 84 to 87 
Correct. Oh, okay. Got yeah. you. Got you. Got 84 you. to 87. Um, you know, I, I haven't put any of like the port, the Porsches or anything in the, in, in that space yet. Mm-hmm. Um, really the only, I, I put my S 2000 and, uh, Aaron CRX, mm-hmm. obviously for when like, you know, Joey covered all that and everything. And, um, the civic hatch, um, is in there right now. So the EA, so people are probably wondering, what do you mean in your living room, a car? Can you break that down a little bit? Right. So, um, I've always had, I'm not, okay. I grew up, I'm going to take it way back. Yeah, let's do it. I grew up in a very cool house when I was a kid. My dad, um. It's an old Victorian that my dad had renovated and Victorian house in, it was in Pacific Grove, California, right by Lover's Point. There's like all these 18, 1885 is when the house was built. Okay. Oh my God. First stucco house west of the Mississippi is like the rumor. Okay. Wait, 1885. 1885. Oh shit. But it was very elaborate Victorian in Pacific Grove. A lot of these houses are very like gabled roofs and like it's really cool like architecture is something that i kind of grew up with so what i'm getting as my dad is into that he renovated it house was so tiny he ended up extending on the back but the extension on the back was all like mid-century modern style so he is was influenced he like mid mods architecture big windows glass corners like stuff like that so he made this like really cool addition to the back of the home you couldn't modify the front of these houses they had to look a certain vibe, mm. but you could do whatever in the back. So he like modded it in a really interesting way. It was a lot of windows. I thought that was really cool. My grandmother lived in Monterey, which is the town next door. And she had a custom built mid-century modern home, which was so dope, like really big. It had a solarium, which is like um, a windowed area that you'd store plants and stuff like this, like a big light space. Mm. The hallways were all lit. Um, clear story windows, which the windows that basically a, a, a go above. And so they let light in, but then they're, they're still a wall. So you you don't, can't see in, it's like a high window, right? Okay. Bunch of that. The whole living room was all glass everywhere around cantilevered over and like very mid mod style, like contemporary for the times. Um, super cool design. Um, moved to San Jose. Uh, there's tracks in San Jose with Joseph Eichler homes and stuff. So all these really cool like architecture things that I kind of sort of missed. Like I liked it, but I wasn't like heavy involved. I, I like to play golf. I like to skateboard. I like to do all these things. Architecture wasn't a thing until like I wasn't really into cars until like until I needed to buy a car. Well, when I wanted to renovate my house i was like man i really like this mid-century architecture so about six six years ago me and my wife started basically building a house with sketchups which is like a 3d program for architecture so we're building out like what's our dream house okay how can we modify how can we do a resto mod to this home where you do modern touches for a kind of a not historic but like an older home mm-hmm. so this 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 home was like sixties. Okay. Um, sixties home, and it was kind of like a um. Uh, you know what a parapet roof is? Like no. an in, like this industrial building probably has a parapet roof, flat roof, 
square, but then the top of the roof is kind of kinked, and then you have gutters down okay. the side. Gotcha. So it was like a parapet design, which was like weird for the neighborhood because it's like an industrial building looking thing. So I was like, damn, we could we could do some dope shit with this because it's all square. And we could do real boxy, like square, modern, contemporary. So we ended up like creating an atrium which is it was just a courtyard but then we made it an atrium so you walk through the front door and then you're outside again so it's this living space that's private mm. it's really neat and it's surrounded by windows and stuff and then we just did a little bit of add-ons so one of the cool things was the garage had a pull through so there was a boat door so there's this boat access to the backyard and that's kind of what they would do in the 60s is you'd have like i live in huntington beach so it's by the beach um you bring your boat home you send your boat excuse me through through the through your garage into the backyard so i was like man in a perfect world i'd like to just like make this whole thing living space and build a big like you know approximately 400 ish square feet addition behind my garage mm -hmm. and what that could end up doing is that could allow a space where i could actually pull a car into but i don't want it to be a garage i want it to be a living space so we ended up doing like a really big run of glass sliders which is ended up being about almost 10 feet high and about 20 feet long. So wow. if you could think like stacking sliding doors, like it was a big investment, but it, I mean, it adds a ton of light, super sick. We got a really nice little redone pool and everything's hardscaped, um, board formed concrete, which is an architectural uh, touch that basically you pour the concrete to wood surroundings and then you pop the wood off and it leads, it leaves the, um, the heavy uh, wood grain look in the concrete. Mm -hmm. So you may have oh, noticed okay, got it you. before the board, board form. So we did a like a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, it just turned out really fucking cool. And yeah, it turned out exactly how we designed it on paper. And it introduced a spot where we kind of have like our old living room, but it, we don't, it's kind of a sitting space. And then in the quote unquote pseudo addition, my girl calls it the solarium because it's just a big light room. Mm -hmm. And I can actually bring a car in and then you can open up these giant thing of windows and you can stack it all the way down. And then it's just this like huge opening that flows out to the backyard into the pool and the car chills there. We have couches in that room. We have TV, there's art and stuff like that. And it's just a real dope spot that you just, it's just airs blowing through. And yeah. It's, it's sick, man. That's dope. Dude. So that's, it's, it's, it's a, it's a kind of a secondary living room, but yeah. it's basically, that's why he said, your car in your living room because <laughs> hey, it's kind of like a, my car's in my living room at that point. So. Yeah. I haven't been there since you actually finished it. I know oh, dude, you have to come. I know. Dude. I got to go check it out, yeah, dude. You weren't so, able to make my uh, little part. I know, man. Um, we, we did like a release for Aaron's CRX. Yeah. It was like, okay, the CRX is done. And you know, everybody's doing these little parties for like the new cars. And I'm like, well, I hadn't really done like a proper like, housewarming. So I ended up just kind of like grouping all that into one. And it was super cool just being able to have where everybody can come and see the house for the first time, but then they're also seeing the car. And then we did a bunch of like old Porsches in the front. Ravi's car was there. Aaron's other 911 was there. And Jared's 911 was all in my like driveway. Mm -hmm. And then in the garage, I had my in the garage, just in the center of the two car space, I had my Civic hatch, my EA. And then we had Aaron's car in the actual like living space. Yeah. So it was just like flow through all these cars. Everything's on display. Dope. It was all modern. And you know, like there's, I have a bunch of wood touches and concrete and it's like, 
it's really cool. Yeah, I've been wanting to make a trip out there, especially since I got the right hand running. Yeah, I want to yeah. take it for a little drive. Yeah, and then park uh, it in the in the house. And oh, that would some, be sick. Take some pictures. Do you, do you ever have any problem with the with the car smelling? Uh, like y- when it sits. Yeah, but if it sits for a little while, it doesn't smell anymore. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, and like my my EA, um, maybe like the first few days of it sitting there. Um, it kind of smells, but that car kind of sucks because it's got all like, um, the, the fuel lines are not hard. You know, it's like the, it's the, um, it's kind of like, that's not like the high end XRP fuel hose. Mm. It's like kind of the run of the mill fuel hose and it bleeds through a little bit. So you get a little bit of that gas smell, but that's because that car is so heavily modified. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only lasts a couple days oh, and then okay. you just like, don't smell it anymore. And like people have told me doesn't even smell in here so i'm not just tripping got you got you yeah but when a new car sits a couple days you'll kind of smell gas but like i said i can kind of close that room off a bit so we don't it doesn't if my chick's not bothered by it yeah and she's not complaining then i don't think it's that big of a deal yeah it's not like when people have cats and they're like my house doesn't smell and you're like nah bro your yeah cat. it smells like cats. hey if you guys have pets your house stinks dude i don't care about how how close you clean it that's true that's true <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, one more question. This one's from uh, Ron- Ronnie Finch, uh, R-F-I-T-C-H-3 on Instagram. Uh, what's your dream car to wire? To wire? Oh, my God. Um, Dude, I don't know, man. My dream. Is he gonna? He's gonna buy one, and then and then he's gonna be like, "Yo, he said he ha- he this act- is your dream car. You have to do this for free, man." Follow up. It's a DeLorean, dude. He has a DeLorean. He wants. He, he wants like <laughs> all the switches, like time capsule thing. Um, I don't know. I would say that I think that my dream car to wire would be like a parallel hybrid car. Mm, okay, so something that has internal combustion engine motorsports computer whether it be you know something cool um motec bosch um uh, mtron whatever really cool ecu with a really good power distribution and also an electric motor because that's really complicated and that would be a huge challenge Mm -hmm. and i think that that would be like the dream car for me to wire because there would be, I would probably have to have a couple tries at getting it right. Because <laughs> mm. it's a really complicated, um, some a project that I actually want to do one day. Um, but a lot of times, like the hardest projects are ones I end up kind of just taking on myself because I wouldn't want to like put a customer through something that I'm not like a hundred percent on. Gotcha. So yeah, like I'd say the biggest challenge would be like a really cool parallel hybrid system. So just the system itself, not even not even a chassis. It doesn't have to be a chassis. Got you. I don't know. Like uh, the, my favorite kind of chassis to wire, dude. I really like Honda chassis to wire. Um, also, like um, RX seven chassis are kind of cool. Um, like big trophy trucks and shit are not fun. Oh, okay. I don't like climbing around, and I don't like when they're too small. I mean, even though I'm small, my back sucks. So it's really hard for me to like, I have to be, it has to be comfortable, something comfortable to work with. Yeah. I don't know. Um, It's hard to say. Dude, what the fuck was I just going to ask you? Uh, Just slipped my mind. But um, you've done like exotics and stuff. How are those to Um, to 
Like, yeah. how are those to actually work on? Just say like a like a Huracan. Okay, so the problem with something like a Huracan is that everything is critical to be there. So if you want to pull the digital dash out of the Huracan, like you can't. If you want to pull the transmission out of the Huracan, you like kind of can't. So it's like a all or nothing or it's some kind of an integration and it's a process. So you when you when I work on a Huracan, for example, and we do one of our like packages that we don't really do much anymore of because we were working with Dallas Performance and they're not for different reasons. Um, uh, the owner is no longer. Mm. So, you okay. know, we kind of didn't do as many of those anymore. Uh, but when we were working on those, it was almost like a layover. So you'd have to already have a lot of the factory electronics and then you'd overlay all the additional stuff. We'd, you'd take out some things like you take out the engine computers and then you'd take out the engine loom and then you replace it with a single engine computer and a new wire loom and then you integrate to it. Um, they're not bad to work on because you're only working on certain aspects. Um, front to back, I've never done one like front to back. Um, but I mean, they're not bad because there's a lot of room in the back of the car and you're not really working too much in the cabin um, for the packages that I've done. It's not that intimidating to work on? Um, it can be, but I'm not normally the one like wrenching and taking the components off. Gotcha. I'm more like okay, now the engine's back in and it's already all built. And then we just have to like, wait, we already took off the engine harness or I would do that. And then we would overlay our stuff. Everything's kind of the same. Would um, you ever get one? Like, what's your thoughts on exotics? I know you have your GT3. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the GT3 a lot because it's really a driver's car. I haven't really spent any, I've never driven a Lamborghini. Mm. Um, I don't know much about them. Uh, other than you know it's funny because like we've wired them and stuff like but those cars are way they're race cars like i'm not like i don't trust myself i don't want to i don't that i don't want my first rodeo in a in a lambo to be like a three thousand horsepower lambo. yeah i just yeah. don't i just don't <laughs> give me like something that's like eight nine hundred horsepower like give me one of those like supercharged ones and yeah I'll be like all right cool you know i'll have a run in it but I'm not trying to run like drive something that's like 1500 horsepower or more. Yeah. That's like, it's just too much. Dude, it's crazy. The power they're getting out of those. Yeah. Too. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I would love to, it's just not like high on my priority. I know you really want one. Yeah. Um, it's not my high on my priority as like aspirational car to like own or get. Yeah. Um, I do think a lot of times those cars are, a, they're, they're it's sort of a bragging rights car and yeah, i'm not trying sure. to like sound a certain way about that but um i feel like an enthusiast car like 911s got me like i kind of got a bug for 911 because they're simple like a lot more simple they drive the, the handling on them is so good yeah the power's not really there you know like mine's like a factory 420 horsepower or something it's cool it's fun it's fast but like it's really all you need for like circuit or street driving you know yeah um like the mountains and stuff i think they handle really good but that's the thing i haven't really driven any huracans or aventadors or anything so um i mean it'd be fun to have a go in but when you when you get yours you'll help let me like you know for sure you could drive it too but that, that's the reason that i want it, is just like the flashy i mean it's it's, fla- it. it's definitely flashy dude that's like that that's that's for frank the kid dude inside yeah, of me that's your midlife crisis oh for sure Bye. hopefully i'm not midlife right now but yeah it's, it's a crisis for sure yeah but uh 
yeah uh from that aspect it's like a trophy car to me like mm -hmm. this is this is a symbol of you know i've made it to a point that i never expected do you think that it would be something that you would at, at that point that you would hold on to for the rest of your life or do you think that it would be a stepping stone well, even though it's like something you're aspiring to and it's like a trophy it is that like a short-lived trophy that's going to be a stepping stone well i mean i think every trophy is going to be short-lived from yeah. now no matter what because you never can ever feel that that way again. never yeah I, i've said this before mm -hmm. it's like you know the way that i felt when when i was you know 2010 when i got work equip o3s brand new in the box no other set of wheels is ever going to give me that feeling yeah it's, yeah. Be, it's just because mm -hmm. at uh, it, it there's so many other things that 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 like uh are in the in the equation yeah now you know mm -hmm. um so when i get the car it's not going to be like this is a feeling that I was looking for. I can't wait till I get it. So then I could this or that or whatever. It's, mm -hmm. it's more of just a trophy to myself payment for all the hard work. Yeah. So I sure. wouldn't have any problem with it. Just chilling because you know, Gallardo right now is still a fucking beautiful car. Yeah. You're talking like Oh seven or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's still such a beautiful car. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to have something like that. Maybe the weekend car will take it out to mm -hmm. go to dinner or something like that. Or, you know, take Christian, drop him off at school or he doesn't even give a shit about that kind of stuff. Anyways, That's funny. you know, but then <clears throat> it'll, it'll come when the time is right. But at, at, after that, I, I don't really have any other cars that Got I would you. want. Um, I have the, the M8 right now, and I've really been actually thinking about keeping it too. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. Uh, we leased it <clears throat> until till next year, so next yeah. May. And I'm like, bro, I just fucking love that car. That's good. So much, dude. Like every aspect of that car, I love it. And it, it'll keep up with a Huracan, so it's not like it's even like a slow car too. Right. Yeah. But, it definitely will. So then I I don't know. I'm just trying to think about like what would be cool. You know what I've really been looking at too is I became a fucking Beamer boy out of nowhere, dude. Like a, a X6M comp. Mm. Ooh, such mm. a beautiful fucking car, dude. And yeah. it's fast too. When I had my E46, I was like, dude, I, I probably see myself just daily driving a BMW like mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. Because um, the E46 M3 was such a good car. So such sick, a good dude. car. So sick. Just for like, you know, just to drive, mm -hmm. just to drive every day. So I, I totally get you if, if, you know, I mean, your car's fast. Yeah. But if I'm sure the steering feels really great, just like I, one of the most impressive things with it, BMW for me was like the brakes and the steering. Mm. And I also really like the wheel placement of, over the front nose where it doesn't feel long. You could just like, even if the car's lowered, you could still just like drive up and down driveways and you don't have to like, you know, the slammed crazy angle and yeah, scraping everything. Sure. Like the car will be a little bit lowered and it handles amazing and you could put big wheels on it and it stops really good and it accelerates well and you just drive it like a normal ass car. Yeah. And that's what I really liked about the E46. So I could imagine like, you know, M8s and all these things are probably have all that just like way more power dude i love it it's like i know i know where i can go because i know when i press the gas it's gonna go and when i press the brakes it's, it's gonna, gonna stop, stop. It, yeah. it really feels like i'm part of the car oh yeah which has oh, yeah. fucking spoiled me bro because then i'll drive the right hand i'm like wow this is kind of this is annoying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I'm not even going nowhere. I know, dude. You're like, this isn't really very fast anymore. 
It kind of oh. handles kind of shitty. Dude, and then you, you go on a drive and you're just like, damn, that was a fucking workout, dude. Yeah. So I here's the funny thing. I, I picked up a really good deal on a 1995 um, uh, Carrera S mm. 911. Okay. Right? And it's air-cooled, like with the last of the air-cooled body. It's got all the modern suspension. Uh, the engine's way more powerful with like the 3.6. So it's the air-cooled car, though. You know, air-cooled, it's actually oil-cooled. Yeah. But, you know, the air-cooled, quote-unquote. Um, and I never really driven one before, but there's so much hype around air-cooled cars. I mean, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. like driver's car. Like, this is the best, greatest of all time. So, you know, I, I I like it. It's interesting to drive. I'm Granted, my seating position in the car is not good. Mm. Um, it's got, like, pole positions in it and stuff, and I'm really short. And it's just I really need to work on my my seating uh position i'll be way more comfortable the seat belt just like gets me right oh, in the neck and it's you. like really kind of uncomfortable but and and the the pedals are shifted way over to the right okay so what i'm getting at is i was exper- i was expecting this amazing experience this visceral feeling that everybody talks about yeah. you know and i'm i don't want to be a hater but i really wasn't that impressed with it mm-hmm. i love the car and like it was such a good buy and it's an investment and it's just like it's a great thing to own and have and it's beautiful um and i do enjoy driving it but like my 997 rs is like an amazing car to drive yeah i mean it feels really fast the throttles it sounds amazing the handling is wild the steering is is great i mean it's slammed to the ground it's just like I'm just glued to the road. The seats are perfect. My seating position is way better. Uh, The car is just wild. And I haven't driven a lot of cars. Like, I'm all, everybody's like, oh, here's the keys. I'm like, nah, dude. Yeah. Straight. (laughs) And a lot of times I'm not comfortable in other people's cars just because their size difference. Mm, Got you. Um, So, like, you know, there's there's some cars I've worked on where, like, I actually kind of wanted to drive them and stuff, and I, like, can't physically like it's the dude's like six seven and i'm like Pfft. oh and the seats are just yeah like position. there's not even i couldn't even put the push the clutch in probably yeah you know? it's like it's not gonna work yeah so <clears throat> that's why i haven't driven a lot of cars just because i don't really fit comfortably a lot of times in them um and i don't want to mess up people's stuff i don't want to be the guy that touched, sure. touched it last and i just dude shit happens man. yeah um but yeah that that 997 experience is is pretty unreal Mm -hmm. so if a car could kind of beat that experience then it's definitely something that i would want to like try out that car's sick dude i remember that time we were going to what was it that like cruise that we went to and we met in downtown la oh right 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 that was at the yeah, downtown LA. It was one of those stri- quick strikes. There you go. It was a yeah, quick we, strike. Yeah, we went to a quick strike. Yeah. It was out. It was at that Ezekiel dude's like warehouse area in, in like LA. downtown or yep. some shit. Yeah. Yep. That was the craziest shit, dude. Like yeah. that whole area was just packed with the wildest fucking yeah, cars. Yeah, wildest cars. And the roads were like the worst <laughs> ever that you could ever imagine. Yeah. Uh, but we got on the highway. Yeah. And we were fucking smashing. Dude. dude. That shit was so fun. Yeah. I had to check myself, bro. Oh, me too. Because I, I was like, like yo, bro, you got to fall back right now. Yeah. Because then there's fucking Ferraris and shit going. I'm just going. Like, no. People were driving reckless. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, I think, I, you know, I have, I don't, I don't go nuts in that car. I think I've driven like maybe like 145 or something. Oh, really? 
nothing crazy yeah um i did like a track day with it but i mean i, I i'm conservative i want to die dude yeah for sure <laughs> you have to think about that shit I know. like even um the m right now i have the i have the 22s on there and it's like 30 series tires mm-hmm and just recently, because you can't tell when they're low or not, and I don't yeah. have the I don't have the sensors That's inside. Oh, you have TPMS. No, because yeah. uh, at the time I was getting them, the guy I don't know if the car was too new or not. He couldn't he couldn't get it to read it. Yeah. So I said, Ah, fuck it, because I just want to put the wheels on. Yeah. But you know, at fast forward to now, I'm like, bro, I can't tell. And sometimes like they will have a slow leak in them. Yeah. And I've driven the car before with a slow leak and not even knowing it and uh dude when uh, i went i took the car to uh i forget where it was um i met up with ravi and yeah. we put those the the coolers on it the csf uh Got coolers it. for yep. it yep. and um i drove it home and i had a blowout dude because of that same fucking problem because i i didn't know that it was low on air yeah so then recently i'm like bro i'm just gonna put the stocks back on there yeah if you're cruising at over 100 miles an hour so if you have a blowout that's a, yeah for scary. sure dude. i mean you're in a safe car and, and and i mean it does handle really well so you should be able to like you know recover and be okay but dude i i had a blowout one time i was driving with my friend he was kind of smashing we we're on the highway 99 like way up north mm-hmm. we were like we were like we we're kids we we're like shooting guns at this like gun place we had like there was all this ammo and guns in the back of this car right oh shit and because we were just going to the range or something like i don't really shoot but like he wanted to do it so we did it and whatever and we were up way up north norcal hella norcal yeah <laughs> and uh we were like in this Acura legend or whatever and he was smashing like we're doing like 90 on the freeway and he just had a blowout and I, I mean i'm like riding in the center like in the back center and there was like five people in the car and like i just have like a little lap belt yeah and like i'm holding on to kind of like the the, the back of the headrests almost you know <laughs> and homeboy just like kind of freaked out my buddy he like panicked a little and hit the brake and the car just just spun and i'm facing the cars oncoming like we're literally like we just 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 spun around right and then we we ended up coming to a slow a little bit and then we went like off the road up this hill and through a fence okay oh and it was like no problem like we just you know the the muffler ate a bunch of dirt we had to clean that out there was a little bit of body damage on the back we were cool and it was just a blowout and, you know, we got the, to the side and we changed the tire and it was, it is what it was. But then when we got back on the road, we were like, like literally like, like, uh, I don't know, 80 more yards or whatever the hell it was like, just right, like right when we started going, we we're like, oh shit, there was literally like where we went off, we went uphill, but then there was another spot where it would have just been downhill, like violently, like we could have flown off the road and just rolled like a hundred times. Like wow. it was crazy. So so yeah, it was just we're lucky that we went off and we went backwards up this hill, like up like an embankment. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if it was a little bit further, there was a bridge, could have hit the bridge rail, or we could have, you know, bounced around right there. We could have gone through the bridge. I don't know. Could have gone early and then down a cliff. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. You don't know. And that's just because of a tire blowout. So yeah, for sure. Going back to what you're saying, it's very important to kind of have those TPMS sensors telling you that hey it's a little low yeah and there's this higher profile tires too and yeah. smaller diameter wheels so it, it'll feel better a lot especially oh, yeah. at, at higher speeds it'll yeah. feel a lot more comfortable but yeah having some of that sidewall and like being able to see if it's low and uh 
and more cushion and, yeah you know like when you go like less bumpy and stuff like that with yeah i think that's profile. that's that's to my elevation or my my evolution of uh being an enthusiast mm -hmm. to like things in the past that i would do and that i would uh i would sacrifice i probably wouldn't do it nowadays yeah like i mean things like rims you know like uh it's the first thing you do what you used to do you know what i mean the first thing you do is you get wheels and suspension or whatever but like i kind of daily drive an s2000 that's just kind of stock and uh factory wheels are on it you know like i don't have like a big desire to like mod it really because mm -hmm. i'm like I, I realize what it's for it's a tool for me to go from one place to the other and it's a luxury that i get to do it in a car in a style and the feel that i enjoy yeah you know what i mean yeah for so, sure like, you kind of have to i kind of tell clients that from time to time and they don't really want to hear it like maybe don't heavily modify your car that you rely on to get to work you know dude everybody listening you need to have two cars you need yeah, to have your daily real. and your other car like yeah. you have to really stay disciplined on that shit dude yep. because without without a car you screw yourself bro especially if you have a job like yeah. you have to go to work and shit like that doesn't then, make no sense and then what happens then you lose the money and then you lose the car mm -hmm. so it's like you kind of need like i remember i may have even told this story on a podcast like before with you or something but i had a client that he was all pissed off because like one of his brake lines like somehow rubbed on his tire it was one of the like soft hose kits that we like sell sometimes mm -hmm. and um i was like i was like hey man um i'll you know i'll just send you a replacement part or whatever but you know i'm not gonna like overnight it and i'm just gonna put it in the mail and there you go yeah oh how am i gonna get to work and he was like mad at me because he's kind of blaming oh well it shouldn't have been touching the tire and whatever mm. and, and it wasn't it was just the way that the situation of how he installed it or for whatever, sure right and i'm just like yeah it's it sucks but dude why wait why are you modifying <laughs> Why do you have like a, do you need a tucked brake line kit on like your daily though? <laughs> Why? You know? Um, oh my I God. I would think that like brakes and serviceability and stuff like that. Like I could see, okay, you would want maybe like wheel tire package, maybe lower it an inch and put some stickers on the back and yeah. maybe a muffler or something. Okay. Like I get it. You know, like everybody has the desire to like modify, but a brake tuck kit on like a daily like what's the point of that yeah you know? a lot of i i think it's a lot bragging rights too sure. you know especially like static versus air a lot of that yeah. shit is just bragging rights you know mm -hmm. i drive my car the most fucked fucked up way that i can and i still do it yeah and you still do it yeah like, but then you're gonna start pointing blame at at people or or yourself or whatever when yeah now you can't really get to work as easy <laughs> crazy car guys dude we and do some like, crazy yeah, shit ubered to work and because my car's so slammed or you know what i mean dude if you weren't into cars what do you think you'd be into i think i would probably be into architecture really i think so because um, that's something that i am into a lot on the side um i i think i i think i would be a lot more into fitness if i didn't injure myself like my back and mm. stuff like that i could see myself being a bit into fitness because when I was in college, I was really into like lifting and, and, and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mm -hmm. was pretty like not involved, but I was definitely interested in it. Like benching and shit. Yeah. I mean like just muscle tone and being sexy. Yeah. Trying to be sexy. <laughs> Maybe I would try to figure out some like hair loss formula so I could like pour it on my head and, you know, 
<laughs> when you're just gonna go with a straight baldy, bro. Maybe I should. Yeah. That's why I wear a hat all the time. Really? Yeah, it's so funny. Like when I when I do shoot YouTube videos, like straight up, I'll tell you guys full transparency. <laughs> I reach for the camera and my hat. Yeah. <laughs> what hat am I gonna wear? You know what I mean? Because I don't oh. want I don't want y'all to see my bald ass head. Hey, do uh do baldies like you get mad at people like me who wear hats all the time? They just have luscious locks. Yeah. yeah. Flowing hair. You, know, you never know till you till you till it's gone. You know, I just take advantage of it. You know? know, what does it say? Uh, appreciate everything you have. Yep. Like it's hard for me to appreciate hair because I've always had it, dude. Yeah. But then when I don't, my dad's got good hair still yeah, that's too. That's good. That's good. He's already in like mid sixties, and it's just thinning out a little bit. I think my dad's got pretty good hair too. It was my grandfather that had really bad hair. Really? Yep. But I probably got that. My mom used to tell me when I was a kid, oh, you're so lucky, you know, your hair's so thick and like whatever. And I'm like, ah, I don't care, you know, because I'm like 12 or something. <laughs> Who cares, right? It's the least other. Oh, your, your, your eyebrows are so oh, women, women, would, <laughs> women, would women would die to have your eyebrows. Oh, your, your green eyes. Oh, you know, you're, you know, when you get older, those green eyes are going to really. You know, and I'm like, shut up, you know, mom, shut up. Right. And then now I'm like looking back, I'm like, okay, bald now. That hair thing that she said was false. <laughs> right? My eyes still kind of work every now and then. Some like yeah. old ass lady is like, your eyes are beautiful. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, are you hitting on me? Or are you just really like appreciating my eyes? And then my eyebrows, um, I think that they just make me look mean. I think I think it's just the way that you shape them, dude. Yeah. When you when you pluck them, when, pluck when, you, them. when you do the, the no, arch. actually, you know, you know what? I'll, I'll be I'll be real. Um, you know, like old ass men have like long, like random, like long eyebrows. I gotta take a scissor and I gotta cut all that shit off. Hey, same. That shit starts like you know, just spraying out. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, dude. My ears, like hair, big old hairs coming out of my ears and shit. Really? That's what happens when I mean I'm almost forty, man. That's not, dude. I'm Four, washed up. 40 is not old anymore, bro. When you're when you're close to 40, yeah. It's not old anymore. No. You know. 40's new 40's a new 30. Yeah, I guess so. Dude, I felt like when I was in my my 20s, I felt at that time like I know everything. And now you look oh, back yeah. and I'm like, I was a fucking idiot, dude. Yeah, pretty much. I was the guy that put fucking brake line tuck kit on my daily, bro. <laughs> That was me. I'm just trying to tell these kids that, hey, dude. Don't do like don't, I did. You don't need all that stuff. <laughs> you just need to be able to get to work, pay your bills, and, and you know. And shut up and listen to the government. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, what do you think is going to happen, bro, with what? life? Oh, man. We're in a weird we're in a weird universe. Yeah. I was talking to Nads, and uh, I was trying to convince him that we're in a different universe. We, like, took a took a wrong turn somewhere mm -hmm. i was telling him this is my theory guys i don't know if this is uh if i seen this somewhere okay or if i just invented it so okay. if you guys see it somewhere let me know because mm -hmm. maybe i'm plagiarizing right or maybe i'm just creating a new theory dude okay what is that okay so a little after we got back from auto salon mm -hmm. um i changed the whole universe no i'm just kidding guys yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe our plane actually crashed and then like maybe we dude. And fucking we were in an alternate reality in a different universe yeah. but uh you know, when Kobe died, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kobe's death affected so many people yeah. because he was more than just a basketball player. Right. You know, inspirational guy, dude. For sure. So, so 
like to me i'm not a sports guy but obviously i knew kobe i knew like uh i knew an introduction into who he was as a person yes and that's me not even being a fan of basketball right. or caring right at all right. so if you know certain things about certain people you're talking like kobe michael jackson you know michael jordan tiger woods like all these names you could say mm -hmm. and they're pretty universal names you don't have to know about you them. don't have to know all the details yeah. so whenever you would see somebody pass away it was like damn that's that's sad but mm -hmm. it wasn't world affecting yeah it hit different it there you go. See, Ryan's already young, dude. You're getting hit, bro. It hit different. When Kobe died, it hit different. Yeah. So I wonder if at that time, within that hour, because it really didn't take much for yeah. it to be every single place everywhere. in everywhere. Yeah. What if there was so much sadness that it, effect, it actually affected some sort of like, 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 like change? right and put us into it like saddened everybody enough that it that it it, it changed the direction that everybody was going exactly in that in that sort of just, universe yeah because yeah. after that then you know everything else started happening right covid started happening and then just the world just started to crumble yeah and then we're i the where i feel we're at right now is in the beginning of the end of what we what we know life to actually be like yeah, yeah you know especially since us being uh being the the united states we were kind of the last of the mohicans dude of you know freedom and of like dreams and you could be actually what you want to be yeah and then it does feel like that's changing pretty significantly yeah and although people are you know they're they're thriving in this time um maybe financially they're thriving but you know on, on on another side of things like are you really thriving are you doing better like a lot of people's headspace is real fucked up i mean it's, right now it's pretty obvious and clear just the amount of like school shooting stuff and like dude you know we hear about it maybe every like few months but they this is actually happening on a daily basis mm -hmm. um if there's if there even is 365 days in a year, um, <laughs> no, but in 365 days okay. of a year, um, apparently this is like a once a day kind of a deal. And, and it just doesn't kind of reach, a, it just doesn't reach mass it's, because it's it was news under it's not significant enough for sure. You know, it just seemed like everything just started to go downhill. And like I was saying, um, I feel like we're in the beginning of the end of, of civilization, as we know it and it's crazy to say something like that but then it's not because if you look at uh if you look at like just time wise dude we've gone through so much stuff within uh you know sure. in in the in the past in, in such a short time so yeah. it's not saying that that we can't ever go back to something like that yeah uh you know even we were talking about like uh, I was I was talking to uh, I was I was watching this show on Netflix okay. that it's about the Internet and it's about how the Internet kind of twists everything and kind of yeah. like molds people. Um, and then it was this girl. I forget the name of the show. It's called Web uh, Fake Web or something. I think I might have saw an episode of that last night. What was it about? It was about a, a dude that like was doing these he was calling in these these uh, yeah bomb yes. kind of things yeah so and he, then ended up getting a guy and his family killed and then and then like one thing led to another and it was a disaster and he like 
didn't think it was his fault. It's a joke. Swatting, dude. Yes, yeah, swatting. Okay. So, so saying it was that. Is that what it it's is? It's the same series. Okay, so I don't want. So I, I, yeah, don't spoil it because I actually do. Well, or you could spoil it. I'll watch it no matter what. But so this girl, she um, moves to a different state or something. Ends mm -hmm. up meeting this guy. Doesn't have any friends or anything. Sure. Falls in love with this dude. He ends up be being like a neo Nazi. Um, fast forward, like she ends up becoming a Nazi, mm -hmm. and. I was watching that and I'm not I'm not aware of like uh, like white supremacists and things like that. But there's a lot of content for that field gotcha. of people that that okay. think like that. Sure, right. Sure. So I was just thinking like, bro, how far away from are we from when like Hitler was around and stuff? It's and not it's not it wasn't ago. that long ago. Mm -hmm. So it's not hard for me to think that the world that we know it could be changed right you know and of course i i always gear more towards like conspiracy stuff because yeah. you know it's just it's interesting to me and it's interesting perspectives and you know after watching that show it kind of makes me like like weary yeah because i don't know the information i'm getting i don't right. know who it's coming from yeah you don't know both sides really accurate yeah. yeah from from both sides of it and then i'm just thinking like man Things are really, really bad right now. Um, like, it's been worse before, obviously. Yeah. But did we know it was worse before? Because we didn't have social media to see how things were around the entire world. Yeah, social media definitely changes the dynamic of that stuff. And and that's that's from 2010 and up. Because the general public really didn't use social media prior to 2010. Right. I mean, you and I were on it, Facebook, yeah, MySpace, Facebook, but that's just uh, forums with and shit. More. Of course, I I was never really aware of things that were going on around the world because of Facebook. Right. But now, th those are the places that I go to. Like when when something happens. I go directly to Twitter because that's when you get the quickest information on what's actually going yeah, on. Because everybody's tweeting about it instantly. Exactly. So knowing that news can spread that quickly and the masses know about some significant event that's happening like a Kobe, you know, people watching this could think that that is so stupid, you know, and it is stupid, but it is just like, it's fun just to think about these things and say like, well, you it was know, definitely like, you know, all these problems were happening in the world and it was something that kind of hit close to home and it was real personal to people. And it was just that final, like, you know, you get jabbed with a knife and then it's the turn of the knife. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of a feeling like, oh, great. Now you're going to, you know, and then this you're too, this of, too. And then that at that point, we're like, fuck this, this too. The world's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. We didn't even know what the fuck was coming, dude. Yeah. COVID came, you know, and like then hard. All, all the, the race wars and then about like, uh, like the sexuality yeah. wars that we're in right yeah. now. Like these are all sub wars that we're actually in that people just don't, don't really realize that they are. And it's just, it's just a weird fucking time right now, dude. And just trying to like, and even just like for the world, as far as like, uh, things like we're running out of oil, we're running out of water, we're running out of these natural resources where, you know, like things are ecosystems are dying, um, underwater mm -hmm. coral mm -hmm. dude. Like this just, you know, something that jumps out in my head was coral when I was snorkeling in Hawaii, you know, mm -hmm. got to wear special sunscreen 
don't want to touch anything. You know mm. what I mean? Because you're you're literally killing these ecosystems that are relying on all these other like dude all the corals turning white everywhere because there's no color in it they're just you know the corals are just dying mm. and these are this is like um this is the same as like an animal you know a, a critical animal that is keeping other animals alive because mm -hmm. if there's no coral then there'll be no fish there's no fish and there's this and then they're going to be you know the whole oceans will be just a certain whatever can survive and everything's going to be dead and then that's going to turn you know everything above land to slowly die and this has all happened in the last like 100 years yeah you know like that house that 1885 house you want to think about like something a harsh reality of change when that house was built it was like there's nothing around yeah and then now look at what we've done in just like a hundred something years we've like completely flipped it on its head yeah you know we thought there was unlimited water and unlimited resources and then now it's like i don't even know if i want to move to las vegas like you know like somebody could say that because how do you even get water out there mm. you know the, the, all these things are drying up these aqueducts and all these things are like not even they're not even going to be there soon. Yeah. You know, there's dude, it's like scary to think that we're just like destroying the world at such a rapid pace. Um, that you're right. I mean, like how much longer could we even sustain? If, if all of that stuff is, is true. If, sure. if, if they're giving us these, these facts, you yeah, know, because they are giving, it seems like they're giving a lot of false facts. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking to somebody recently about um, who had COVID mm -hmm. and he was telling me some crazy ass stories about he was on his deathbed. He like literally the doctor saved his life. Oh, wow. And um, he had to, you know, there was, he told me like, dude, the, the, the uh, doctor was like, you're, you're on the organ donor list. The first thing I need you to do is get yourself off of the organ donor list. And then he's like, you have a do not resuscitate. I need you to fill out this form so I can resuscitate you. And apparently he died a couple times. He had to be resuscitated like twice. Wow. Yeah. Big deal. Like he was dead, you know. Um, he's alive now and he's healthy. But like the doctor saved his life. And there were certain things the doctor was like, I'm going to put you on some experimental things and I'm going to do a lot of blood work and I'm going to do some interesting things that you might not think is the right way to do it, but I'm going to save your life. Um, but yeah, dude, there's a lot of, I mean, they're, they're not telling us a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know? for sure, dude. And, and a lot of that is getting uncovered, uh, mm -hmm. you know, especially about COVID. You start to see things that, you know, what the fuck are you guys doing with us? Is this week? This is cool. Next week. This isn't cool. Then this, this you're getting banned forever for even mentioning it. And then fast forward. Now that's fact. It's like, yeah. dude, what the hell? And you could you could see that there's so many agendas popping up. So when all these things are popping up, you're like, wait, hold on. What the hell is really going on? Right. If you really start digging into things and people are just so uh, they they only see things in, in the in the first layer, you know, and then you really got to dig to the next layer and the next layer. But as you go deeper into things, you notice like, oh, well, this company is owned by this company. Mm -hmm. This company is influenced by that company. Like, I think that the next president's not going to be a person. I think it's going to be a company because mm. it pretty much already is a company. You're just a figurehead. And all you're doing is you're, you're, you're showing face for whoever's backing you and paying you and paying your way to, 
to, to get what they want. Yeah. Cause you know, that's all that's all it really is for sure. And even about, uh, like that show that we're talking about, there's right. another one that actually has to do with like the government and somebody that worked for the government ends up getting killed Yeah, and like them putting a whole conspiracy towards that. And then there's one guy that, that jumps in with this poor family and does like, uh, he gives them like a hundred thousand dollars for the reward to offer to figure out information about how how their child died yeah and then this dude he's like a lobbyist or something you're like fuck dude is who do i trust yeah who can you trust and whose whose agenda is not just for themselves or for the the place they work for Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and it's so hard to even figure it out because when you find somebody that like yeah that's the guy that i want to stick behind then you start hearing other shit right you know and then even like uh with the the nazi girl like they were backing trump like crazy so it's so hard because like trump got so much about like yo you're part of white supremacists but you're there they attached to him right. because they felt like his ideas were more of of an even match exactly compared to maybe a different so then you so then you look at it from the opposite side of it like you have all these nazis that support you you're a nazi it's like yo what the fuck is really going right, on right, dude right, right and it's it's crazy and, and all of this stuff is it's really it's really brought me to like locally like yo i'm not gonna be worrying about this shit dude and when they're when i see stuff pop up um i'll scroll past it mm-hmm. and before i would actually dig into it mm-hmm. try to figure out what actually happened you know and then i think one of the last things was the uh, the, the the vegas shooting okay um at the uh at the festival yeah if you guys look into that dude there's there's zero answer to what happened what they say happened with paddock it doesn't make sense at all mm. like the 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 weapons that were there in the pictures the ammo and shit the 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 sheriff like contradicting stories and so much weird stuff went around that and then that was october 1st and then by the november the story was gone i know like the biggest mass shooting that's happened in 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 the u.s like uh, as of recent time and nothing nothing about it. i remember we went to sema like right after that happened it's just such a fucking right. eerie yeah. feeling dude yeah. and for that for them to not put to do to not do their due diligence on yeah. it and then you see the things about like this the school shooting that happened and then they they didn't go in to the school right, right. and then they did go in but then they told them to stand down like bro what the yeah, fuck is going, going on to try to get their own kids out or whatever and then I don't know, dude. Like, but what do you believe, and what's what's real and what's not? I I don't know. No idea. I don't like, even know if if this is real, dude. Like the 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 point where you go to sleep at night that is so weird, dude. You go to sleep and then you you have a dream, and then yeah. you, you're in you're literally like feeling it. Yeah, all your your senses, everything is working depending on how good like you're able to dream. Yeah, and then you just wake up, and then you're assuming everything is the same that it was when you went to sleep right but But, how do you know i mean there's i mean in a dream though you can never stuff so i mean i want to say stuff so weird but but it's hard to do physical things Mm -hmm. in a dream like fight you can't fight in a dream (laughs) you're always running uphill and you uh, things are slowing down and i mean maybe some people feel like that 
but I don't normally feel yeah. The dream dreams are so obvious to me, I suppose. Mm, you've never had a dream where you, you feel like, I don't know. Cause it, yeah. It, Cause there's not a point where it's like a consciousness like it is now. Yeah. But it's a different, you're way more clear in real life. So, but there's I, to me, real life is when the clarity and dreams are, 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 are confusing mm-hmm. and don't make any sense. But as reality starts to turn more like a dream where things really are not clear and don't make much sense, then there's that, there's that crossover. Yeah, for sure. Who knows, dude? But I, I, I really just like to think about things like this. Cause I just don't like to take things at face value. Right. Especially when you know that the people that are giving you things at face value are doing it for, uh, what whatever their their own personal gain like if you look at the media how does the media get paid from their their uh their sponsors or their advertisers right, right. yep it's a business it's a business 100%. they they get paid by their advertisers to run this show yep and just like um i was talking like the conversation i had with naz we were talking about sponsorships and, and sure. things like that and then um when you see like somebody that you really look up to start getting sponsored by a knockoff company and you're right. like damn bro like why are you doing that mm-hmm. well because they're paying the money yeah they incentivize you and that way and you have to yeah so you got to be able to, you, like somebody, an outsider has to be able to look through that. Exactly. Yeah. But what if you can't, you know, right. what right, if right, you right. can't and then you do, hey, if that guy runs it, he's the best drifter. I want that too. Not realizing what that company actually does. And that's such a smaller scale to what's actually going on in the world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And as far as like companies and sponsorships and stuff like that, like there's, if you've noticed, there's been a bunch of companies that have gotten bought out by bigger companies as of lately. Mm. It's pretty crazy to see. I've, I I know of two of them, um, but I I didn't really dig much into it. But the company that did buy them, I'm not really aware of who they even are. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a there's some there's some there's a few big ones now, and I feel like it's really turning into like. Um, you know, if you ever looked at like the food umbrella mm-hmm. with like uh, Nabisco and I, or I'm, I don't remember who the big ones are, but they own like, every, like Coca-Cola like, or something. Yeah, yeah like, for sure. The brands that that are the parent companies and how many offshoot brands they have that you think are competing, but they're actually under the same corporate umbrella. Um, like, for example, um, uh, Wheel Pros, mm-hmm. right? They own a company that we would maybe associate as a knockoff wheel company, mm-hmm. lower end. Um, they own another company that we would associate as a high end wheel company, okay, like Rotiform, okay. They would invest a lot more money in that, what we would associate with. I don't want to say it's a knockoff brand, but we would associate it with more of a knockoff brand because their <clears throat> sales are higher. Mm-hmm. So they, they can't see investing as much money into their higher profile brand wheel because the return on the investment isn't really there. Mm-hmm. If they market heavy this lower valued company, well, priced company with greater volume, it makes sense to them because you know if they want to be a corporate brand, they need to sell units. And we would go, oh, no, the premier brand is where you want to focus your money. But 
this smaller brand that's more of a knockoff associated, they're investing a hundred times more investment into that brand because it 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 nets a hundred times more profit than the higher end, if you will, brand. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, dude, we see that everywhere, and it's just crazy to 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 see because there's companies that'll just sell units, and there's companies that'll sell um, a lifestyle. Or, yeah, or, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and then that's where we get full circle talking about, you know, Rywire. Maybe there's people that didn't know what you've done in the past or know your story. Right. And what if they just get into the community and they see these knockoff brands right. being repped by, you know, Von Gittin Jr. or something like sure. that. Not saying sure. that he is, yeah, but yeah, just but something just... like that. Well, I've never heard of Rywire. Von Gittin Jr. is repping this company. Right. I'm going to buy this company. Yeah, the other company or whatever. Of course. And then I I've, I feel that you lose culture like that. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the true automotive culture, um, whichever whichever scene that you're in or whatever part, like I feel like everything is getting infiltrated yeah. right now by business. Yes, definitely. Every Everybody's getting infiltrated by business. Um, like there's some big electronics companies in our immediate world that have actually changed ownership just as of late mm. um haltech sold mm-hmm. um so haltech ecu is now not owned by the same owners that they've always been out of australia he sold um and then motec sold did you hear that oh wow to bosch okay so bosch is a huge brand they're not just a engine computer brand they are bosch they make tons of stuff even not even in the automotive space Mm -hmm. or like automotive focused but um not you know they're they're huge yeah and then they've absorbed or bought out motec um and it's all just crazy to hear and see just these massive changes like we have a mutual friend that just sold Mm -hmm. um his business and you know bought out by a larger business one of the big heavy kind of three or four groups right now that are pick, picking up a lot of companies. Um, but yeah, it's pretty wild to see the dynamic change. And then it's just really, it's branding. It's corporate at that point. Yeah. And then when you get to that point then you can't be having conversations like this, no, you have to have a different mindset and it's all about the company and your, and your, you know, stock options and your <laughs> investors, yeah. there's investors and there's, it's just a whole different, it turns back to the, okay, you and I don't, we, we didn't want to work for a corporate company. That's mm-hmm. why we started our own small micro business, right? Uh, with stuff that we love to do. But then when that all of a sudden comes, now you've been fully pulled back into this environment that you were just trying to get away from yeah. um, from the beginning. And now you're back full circle in a corporate environment potentially again. Yeah, and I always think like, man, what would I want Downstar to be in mm-hmm. the future? Right. And then I kind of think like, man, right now I have so much freedom yeah. to to do this. Mm-hmm. Whatever I say here, it's I said it. Yeah. No one's going to fire me. No. I can lose customers. I can gain customers, but uh it's on me. Yeah. You know, if I wanted if I want to open a skate shop, 
I just do it. I don't have to ask anybody if I have the freedom to do it or what have you. If the business got bigger, mm-hmm. if I had more responsibilities, more people to answer to, would I enjoy it as much? Not likely. You know, not likely because there's not really much that I can't do right now. There is there is other things that I would like not want to have to worry about. Yeah. Like but, if you had a blanket of of cash and a budget for marketing, you know, and you don't have to like make a budget for marketing. You would just like have a budget for marketing. You know, you yeah. could sponsor more people. You could, you could take more trips. You could visit, um, different shows or whatever the case to help spread brand. And, and you wouldn't even have to think twice about, Oh man, did I travel too much this month? Did mm-hmm. I like, am I really getting a return on this? Nah, dude, you have this budget, you use it. If you don't use it, then it just like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, for uh, sure. I've worked with some bigger companies and they're just like, dude, like we have this budget to do this and this is what we have. So we just use it all. Yeah, it, it would be, it would definitely be nice, but I don't know if it would be something that I would want to give up my comfort. Yeah. To. Yeah. You'd have to, you'd have to really think hard about that. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, even though like things are changing a lot, I feel there's always going to be that, that core culture. And mm-hmm. if there's, if there's those certain people that just stick core and don't, you know, don't sell or don't, you know, change the way that they're, they're working just to, uh, just to appease, you know, their, whoever's invested in their company, as long as there's those people that are just like, you know, we're, this is what we do. We're going to do what we do. And, it's going to still stay around. And I think that that's going to be a lot more attractive mm-hmm. to, uh, to the consumer. Yeah. But yeah. I do understand people selling, especially at this time right now. Yeah, definitely. With everything being so uncertain, because right. there could very well be no automotive community six months from now. Right. And that sounds crazy, but after, after COVID happened, anything's on the table. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, and we were, we were lucky in a sense that that like you know covid I, it, obviously it's not absolutely absolutely not like a blessing in disguise or whatever but like it like for some business owners it wasn't like it wasn't a bad mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. because it just in just thinking of it just as that for sure know? um it created more more jobs and it created more um opportunity to sell product and i mean like i'm sure you had your best year for sure. I had my best year. Um, it was stressful as shit because there was so much going on and the uncertainty of things. And we kind of like split up my, the staff. So people weren't like working this right hovering, mm. hovering over each other, you know, for the, for the first, you know, six months or whatever, <clears throat> cause it was a very uncertain time. Uh, but yeah, like we pressed through and it was, I mean, I don't think there's any automotive company that didn't have their best year. Yeah. Um, so that was that part of it was a blessing. And and now there's an uncertainty. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of people's businesses are kind of um, potentially getting bought right now. Mm. Just because like there's so many people trying to buy and it's pretty wild to see this. Yeah. It's a wild time, man. But yeah. like I said, dude, uh just taking it a lot more local, um, not really worrying about much that I personally can't control. Yeah. And even the things that I can control, whatever I have on my plate, like I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it, but I'm not going to stress as much as I did 
in the past and whether right. that seems that seems um like irresponsible or not bro you never know when tomorrow is your last day yeah and you can't control any of that stuff so yeah. you have to just keep moving and making moves and kind of just hope for the best that everything's gonna work itself out you know yeah hell yeah i love it ryan ryan i love talking to you all the time dude same here, we always man. have such good combos yeah you know we've talked probably like eight hours before flying to japan we've probably done that yeah. a couple times yeah <laughs> and then we'll take a break and watch a movie and shit yeah yeah, but, yeah. uh yeah, i, I really i really appreciate your friendship bro yeah thanks and man i you love hanging well. out with you yeah dude. dude it's it's never a dull moment and i think every i just i hope that you are wanting and hopefully can travel more for sure because i want to you know go back to asia with you uh, I want to do more trips with you because it's a ton of fun. And, it is, dude. And you're one of my best buddies. So. Thank you, brother. Likewise, yeah. man. Hell yeah. All right, guys. So, uh, Ryan, before we get out of here, uh, let's give them where they can find you at and uh, your YouTube channel, dude, because I want I want to see that succeed for sure. So, YouTube is Rywire. Pretty easy to find. Um, Instagram, not quite as easy. It's <laughs> Rywire. Yeah. Uh, underscore motorsport motorsport, underscore electronics (laughs) because uh there's some person that has rywire and i can't get it i i don't know what that account's all about but uh can't get that just simple rywire on instagram and then um let's see facebook i don't really use i think it's just rywire as well but just search rywire rywire rywire.com my website email is orders at rywire.com i love it dude and then that new project uh when do you think relatively you're gonna start sharing content or ideas on that car realistically probably just like give me a couple months okay but i am already starting to work on it and i'm already like grabbing content so i want to give myself a buffer and a head start for sure so like if there's any downtime where we get do we get super busy or i get stuck on some crazy jobs i want to be able to um yeah make it seem seem, seamless and also what you're saying i want to be able to post like you know every tuesday or whatever for sure i want to try hard this time and i think definitely multiple angles and new cameras and like all that shit is gonna have to be like 100 percent. hell yeah dude we look forward to it ryan Uh, of course anything you ever need from us we always got you thank you man i know it hell yeah and everybody listening make sure you guys check out uh Check out the cult, dude. Join the cult text right now, 818-403-3473. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. This is Downtime with Downstorm. We out. Peace.